0: Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to episode two of the Six Stroke Podcast. I am your host, Dave Rookie. I say welcome back um, if you have listened to the first episode with Pathogen. If you haven't, go back and listen. It was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. And just thank you guys so much for uh, all those who listened for all the the feedback and uh, for all the shares and and follows so far. It, it, the response was uh, overwhelmingly positive, and it's something I really wasn't uh, expecting. I just kind of wanted to put this out there to the world and, you know, see what happened. This is more of just kind of like a passion project, something I've been wanting to do for a while, and the the feedback and, and response was, you know, better than I could have expected, and I'm so excited to be sitting here, uh, you know, recapping episode two, and um, Yeah, the podcast is available on all platforms now. Um, You know, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, and whatever else is out there, you know, you can follow the link in my Instagram bio at Dave Sentinels. It's hosted by Anchor, so if you check it out on there, all the links are up there. This week's episode, I have my dear friend Austin Archie. Austin is the drummer for Lorna Shore, the owner and founder of Love Crime Supply Co., a clothing line. He is a photographer, videographer. He's the man. He is somebody that I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, I don't get to see him as often as as I would hope, even though we live fucking 40 minutes apart. But he's one of those friends that when we see each other, it's like there's, you know, no time has passed, and... The conversations are effortless, and we just kind of go, 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 and we don't shut up, and it's it's the best. And that's what made this episode uh, so awesome. I, I love the conversations that we had this time around. And, you know, I most of the time during this episode, I kind of just, you know, I just sat back, and I just wanted him to just, just go and do his thing. He is an open book. We talked about, you know, the early days of him joining Lorna Shore, um, you know, kind of dealing with some of the ups and downs in Lorna Shore, kind of. I tried to stray away from talking about, you know, the controversy surrounding their recently exited vocalist CJ McCreary. But, you know, we talked uh, a little bit about, you know, that stuff it just kind of came out on his own and I just you know let we just kind of rocked with it and we talked about you know relationships um bettering yourself uh finding self-love and you know just kind of making the most uh out of the time we have during this pandemic and it it was it was awesome you know I couldn't have asked for a, a better guest or a better episode um You know he definitely was one of the the most requested people to get on here and it just so happened that as I was about to hit him up he's like hey man let me hop on there and it it worked out so you know it was great to have him here in person with me and and chill and catch up so I hope that you guys all get as much out of it as as I did it was a pleasure recording it and I I hope you guys enjoy it so here is Austin Archie on the six-stroke podcast do a podcast to a click. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was, I'm like, damn, this is really a drummer podcast. Yeah, dude, we're recording the podcast to a click. Do it to a click. Oh, yeah. All right, so episode two, I'm back here with my boy, Austin Archie. Lauren Shore, how you doing, baby?
1: I'm
0: doing great. I'm All happy right. to be here. I'm I'm fucking stoked how this lined up, because like I was saying, like literally I was about to hit you up and you are like... Yeah, let me hop on real quick and i was like <laughs> perfect man
2: yeah it's my first in-person podcast i feel like joe rogan right now this is cool i'm, so like, I'm like looking at the person i'm talking to <laughs>
0: like literally like uh when i first started this everyone would be like whoa it'd be like the joe rogan music i was like i doubt it but yeah. <laughs> like, it'll just be you know it's just for fun man it's, yeah and it's awesome finally getting it all together it's but nice uh, to know
2: you got friends you can talk to that might be doing cool stuff that you can talk things about. That's what know? I'm saying, man. You're
0: it's always up to cool We're not shit. talking
2: about construction here. We're not talking about... No fucking day jobs. No day jobs in this podcast. We're talking about rudiments. This whole podcast is tracked to a click track, so...
0: Yeah, man. Right now, we're at about 180 in uh, triplets. Yep, so. and we're going to switch up the BPM and halfway through, so keep an eye out for that. And it's going to flip to a five six feel-so. You motherfuckers better keep up. Keep up. <laughs> you already hear. here. Um... I was thinking about this the other day because because when when uh, we scheduled this, I was like, it, it brought me back to how like like we first like met, and uh, I think it was like right around like when Malficium, uh picked up and uh, Steve was telling me about, he he was like, dude, did you see the Godmaker video? And I'm like, what do you mean? And, and he was like, Lorna Shore, you don't know Lorna Shore? And at that point, I was just starting to like venture into deathcore, so I wasn't like fully. In the loop of like what was happening He's like yeah dude They're like right from here They're like fucking sick as band You gotta check this. It's the most insane video I've ever seen And I checked it out And I was like
1: God damn
0: <laughs> And like the views were like Counting Like like going Yeah like, it was good uh, times It was crazy And then I think Like shortly after It was You guys had like a headliner show At Game Changer Like mm. right when they had like first opened Like when We were all able to play On the one big stage Yeah remember those days Tucked in the shows. corner <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we'll save that for later. <laughs> right in the heart dude <laughs> but uh and I I remember <laughs> he was so pissed that we that we didn't open that show because we we got booked to open it and then we also were supposed to open uh it was like a monuments headliner at mm-hmm. champs and the promoter at champs was like you guys are really gonna play 30 minutes away a week before radius clause and I'm like come on I'm like give me a break and, and I was like well uh, as much as I would hate to do this, I was like, yeah, I th- monuments and like polyphia, it's more in our wheelhouse. Definitely. Referring to my old band, Inventure, um, they just dropped a new album, by the way, called No Time to Waste. No Time to Waste. Go check it out. Shout out my boy Sniffles. Sniffles. <laughs> 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 Fucking, uh, so yeah, that was back when I was playing with them and, and we were more in line with like monuments and polyphia shit. So we were like, all right, well, if, if it's going to cause trouble, then we'll drop the Lorna show and... I think he subtweeted me about it, like, six times yeah. for doing so. He was like, yeah, we're going to play with fucking Polygons instead of Lorna Shore, a real poppin' band right now. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was, like, pissed. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. But then we we still went to the show and, and hung out. And I think you and I had talked on Facebook, like, maybe a couple times before mm-hmm. that. And I was like, this dude's chill as fuck. And then I pull, the, pull up to the show, and I think, you know, one of the locals were playing. And I walked up to you. I was like, oh, shit, first time meeting in person, you were chill as always and i was like this guy's a fucking sweetheart. Just a real guy in real life. Real life, man. That's all i try and be. Yeah, man. Cuz like when you fucking when you see people who are like popping off online and stuff like that or or like with their view count and like when it's going higher, you never know how it's going to go over.
2: Yeah, it gets to some people's heads and i don't know. I mean, we could we could put all the views of videos that i'm a part of and give it a number, but like i would like to think that even from that day Even before Godmaker came out Like I'm still the same motherfucker Like I'm just There's no reason to think anything bigger Of what I'm doing than You know I'm just doing what you're doing You know we're just trying to get it in the world Get better at drums You know Maybe hit a nice get a, get a video that'll get some love But like that's not the That's not the peak You gotta keep striving Like not one video is gonna define your career And if it does then I mean, good for you, but like that also is very sad. You know, you want you want many moments of of you know, where things go your way and like you're appreciated. So absolutely, dude. Definitely, you know, like before we met, I mean, you had definitely a lot of fucking covers up. I'm I'm sure you probably had more covers oh, up yeah. back then you ever are a part of now. But I mean, because you have a project that you're really passionate about. But yeah, that was I mean, the yeah, point. you had like the SJC. What was that like that <laughs> that blue and white. Yeah, yeah yeah the blue yeah, and white yeah. thing yeah now and no, yeah, you uh, had like contortionist covers up i think mm-hmm. you had like a you yeah, know like a bunch of random covers And it's like all bands that i thought were sick that to be honest like i couldn't play that stuff at that time or like never really took the time to so like yeah when i came across those vids and i was like oh this dude's from jersey like what the fuck? and at the time like you know i'm with sjc now but like i always wanted to play in sjc so i was like oh this is cool like let me let me check this out and then I wasn't really familiar with Adventure. You know, me and Steven are very close now, and I love John, Dennis, fucking Caleb and Al. They're all great dudes, so it's, like, cool. To, like, those two worlds collided, even despite, you know, didn't play the show. and <laughs> but, <played> <laughs> but, you know, I love those dudes. We shared a, a, a space with them and whatnot. But, you know, I remember I came and did that uh, the video for them after you left the band, and, mm-hmm. you know, we got familiar and stuff. and It's just cool, yeah, like, you know, to come up in the scene, like, when Lorna was, like, coming up in the scene, like, I was, like, I was always in music, but, like, it was, like, I was in, like, such a niche genre, like, I was playing pop punk, and before that, like, I was a part of the, like, Hamilton Street Cafe, yeah, like. I was,
0: that, that was something I, I wanted to, like, ask you about, yeah, like, for sure, like, not not to cut you off I me. Mean, no,
2: nah, you're, you're good, you're good, let's, like. move her along. <laughs> no, cause, no, because, like,
0: one thing that I don't think a lot of people know, and I had heard this, like, I think Adam told me, like, a while back, like, after the mm-hmm. show or something, like. You were in a pop punk band before, yes. like going to like Lorna Shore, which is like, how do you go from like you know playing pop punk to fucking double stroke galore and and you know? I don't know. Black and deathcore man. I it's... got no.
2: I got no answer. I just really wanted it. And then like I did have a band in between the pop punk band, like I was in a band called Cabin Theory, which was like a bunch of my friends now. Like that that band. Dismembered, and it became you know trauma, which was a Jersey band, and mm, then I that. now it's uh, this project, Endless, that's about to come out, and I helped with like their music videos, and they're all like they're they're people I chill with every single day, like, all my best friends, it's like, like you Brett know Brett and uh... yeah, well it's funny because I replaced Brett, Brett was oh, the shit. drummer of Cabin Theory, I replaced him, Oh, word, and then when i was in cabin theory me and brett like it's not that we weren't friends it's just he wasn't at band practice he wasn't at the shows but he lived at an apartment with my with the guitar player of the band rob Mm Cruz. so like i was new brett but like me and him got really close over the last couple years and like i really can't even like pinpoint like a moment in time like when me and him really started becoming friends like he's like one of my best friends now i see him every day i talk to him every day he just filmed my drum playthroughs like he it's pretty much my my yoda when it comes to like video work and then we took him on tour with us uh, and he, did, and he was our tour videographer, yeah, and he which was the funnest tour I've ever been a part of just to have someone who I, who I, who I love and, and is talented, you know, and to give him that opportunity to come and tour because we both had those dreams early on and like, you know, life, you know, got in the way with him touring and then to just give him that opportunity was sick. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, so before Cabin Theory and Cabin Theory was like maybe a year of my life. That was when I was 17 going into 17 Going into eighteen, because on eight when I my eighteenth birthday was the first Lorna show I ever played. Like Count I know shit. that that's just oh, like yeah,
0: God, I remember yeah, because yeah. like I, I was an adventure around like I was nineteen. You and I are only like a year apart, so yeah. And I was like this motherfucker's eighteen. Yeah,
2: it was that Oasis Church. I think it was like Transcends Existence, and Us, and then God, um damn, was some names right there. Yeah, I know. Great <laughs> days, great days. The peak, but you know, between the Cabin Theory band, I I mentioned. That was when i was 17 when i was 15 and 16 that's when i was in the pop punk band and that was with like a bunch of friends it was basically like a leftover members from my like childhood groups my buddy ian my friend brian Arante, and my boy dave Canavan, who was in a bunch of hardcore bands but we just made like a fun pop punk band like and it really just started as fun like we really only have you know three i think we only put out three songs recorded we had four recorded we just didn't like the other one but we've like recorded with kevin antresian at um back room like big 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 name dude yeah yeah spent the money to go there Heard and room. And, like, those songs rip. Like, I still listen to them from time to time when I think about it. I'm like, yo, like, we're oh, yeah. a good pop punk band. You we had fun. You the past
0: sometimes. You're like, I know what I did.
2: I love that she shit. Was like sick. We just wanted to be four years strong in the starting line, and, like, you know, those were, like, my favorite bands. So, like, and for me, like, when I, in, when I involved myself in a band and I'm, like, playing drums, like, I'm kind of, like, a chameleon. And, like, not that I didn't listen to heavy metal. Like, heavy metal got me into drums, like Slayer, you know, bands like that. Like, a lot of new metal growing up. Mm-hmm. But, like, Blast Beats, like, you know, to think about the time in the time that I was listening to, you know, Slayer and New Metal, like, in the 2000s, like, bands like, you know, Belphegor and Black Dahlia and, and like, all those bands were doing what they're doing now, like, back then. So, like, yeah. for me, it's, like, I don't regret not hopping onto that music so early because, like, my drumming has been, like, through many courses. So, like, when I finally started doing Blast Beats and, like, you know, more extreme drumming, I had a different approach just because I'm not so, like... Traditional and like growing up on it But like it Mm -hmm. was just cool to like And I know theory That's really what helped me to be in Lorna Was I know theory Oh shit So when I was given You know guitar profiles of songs Or when I had to write songs in guitar pro I had to like literally Understand what a blast beat was, because when you hear it and you don't know what it is, you're like, holy shit! Like, what yeah, the it's fuck? one of the
0: most intimidating things. Doesn't like, ever. even sound really. Like, what Just is even? Flurry hitting? of notes, like, dick, 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 a wall of sound. But when you break it down, it's literally like, I mean, a euroblast at least. Yeah, it's it's literally, your right hand is matching your feet, and the snare hand. is literally going in between. Exactly. And well,
2: it took me a while to get that one. There was, if you listen back to Lauren Shore, there were no euroblast beats until Flesh Coffin. Because I literally didn't know what it was. Dude. Psalms doesn't have it. Mouth I was doing really? straight blast, just like ride oh, high shit. like synchronizing. That's so much
0: harder. Which is crazy to think about because like when I when I when I'm like remembering back, I'm like, it sounds like there's zeros of some parts. But like the it's, it's Yeah, the, it's, like <laughs> the, like, the, like hammers or whatever whatever. Yeah, the, and those
2: are so hard to do. Like it's like
0: <laughs> I, I I do not fuck with like the straights like it's, I, I can't, because so my hand's school. naturally flam. They're like.
2: But it was also the bands I was listening to at the time that, to get me into the death court, Like, I don't know. I was listening to, like, you know, um, With with Blood Comes Cleansing, like, just like OG death court, where they did man. have that blast beat, like, Salt the Wound, like, but it's slow. It's 100 BPM. Like, Lorna was playing, you know, 260, 280, and I'm fucking just, just trying to keep this synchronized freaking, I'm like, dude, there's no way. <laughs> And then I just started yeah. listening to more black metal. I'm like, what is this Blast beat? And like, I remember... Uh, slow and true. Slow and true. It's so, so sick. Hard. But like, I, re- I remember the day I learned about Euroblast. I was playing a show with Failure and Vanity... OG yes. og, Jersey band big, Mike big Polero, One of my favorite drummers in New Jersey One of, the one of my best. favorite people Shout out Mike I love you Big love for Mike Polero. And I've man. told him this story He never believes me But he taught me how to Euroblast Because I was watching them play And I'm like dude like, what? Like, how do you do that? Yeah And he literally just stood next to me With one hand on his chest And the other hand on my chest And he just And he taught me the triplet blast That yeah, and ding, like ding, ding, I ding, did that ding. on ding. the OG, you know, I did that on and I did that, but like I didn't understand yeah. the like yeah, the sixteenth like, version, which is relentless. Yeah. So I, he taught me yeah. the the triplet version of the Euro. And I was like, okay, dope. But then I was like, how do you how do they do the fucking you know the, the really crazy one? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I'm just like, oh, it's just yeah, like you said, matching the feet. and then but like going back to theory, it's like writing that in Guitar Pro, uh, Guitar Pro, and visually seeing the beat
0: always helped me learn that style yeah i because i i i can read music a little bit but it's like i can't i can't like sit down like read like a drum beat and play it like like i i understand like like rudiments and shit like yeah hand sticking but it's like when i'm like looking at sheet music like a like, chart yeah it's just not how i learned man it was always just visual and and listening so and anytime I, I learned a song I was just listening to it over and over and over again
2: and i do that more now i think i almost think that that's that's a better tool to have, like for any drummer. If you're listening, you know what I mean. If you're able to see someone do like a technique or a beat and like transpose that, like there's there's no reason why you need to break it down. But you know, if you can at least like I used to like write my fills out, like like literally like yeah. just like on a piece of paper, like all right, like write, you know snare and just like write like right left, right, like how people write rudiments out now, like if yeah. you're teaching a chop, but. When it came down to, like, like literally physical blast beating, like, not even the Euroblast like I'm talking about, like, again, I can remember the time I, it really just clicked for me because, you know, I joined Lorna, and, like, Adam had, you know, he's like, you know, the last drummer didn't want to be a death metal drummer. This is what I want now. Like, you know, you're yeah, a good drummer, this but vision. this is what I want. He burnt me a CD and said, listen to these bands, and it was the Red Shore, Joffrey Cowboy, Necrophagist, The Faceless, and
0: I'm just like... Woo! I got <laughs> I got my homework. Yeah, I was yeah like, damn. because like, that's, that's what I was going to ask. It's like, because uh, like, what was it? I guess that um, that Adam like I guess saw like like getting into Lorna Shore. Where you like you heard that there was like a a drummer position open, and and he was like, all right, well, this is what I want. I didn't know Adam at all. Um, cabin Theory played
2: a show with Lorna Shore. <laughs>
0: That's crazy to think yeah. about it.
2: Like, Gavin Theory played a show for Lauren Shore and Lauren Shore, were, it was Lauren Shore and Delusions. And I think I either delusions or Lauren Shore was headline. I forget who was who, but um I just pulled up and my fucking I just turned seventeen. I had this fucking ridiculous, fast and the furious looking green ass car. And I remember I pulled up and I was like driving it was in Sterling, New Jersey, which is like a very you know, kind of uppity town, and I am was ripping it down the street going to this VFW to the point where a guy in one of the houses followed my car there, and when I got there, he's like, yo, it's a clean neighborhood, like, don't be coming here with all that noise, da-da-da. <laughs> so, like, everyone in Lorna, like, they were like, you know, at that point, like, they they pull up to the show in their van, like, they're out, like, playing football, like, they looked like a touring band, you know, just yeah. doing the thing, hanging out with each other. Was, my band, we all just pulled up a different car, smoked a bunch of weed, and, mm-hmm. and then went home later that night, so... I, I got roasted by this old dude. And I remember everyone Lauren was, like, laughing and shit. Like, you know, I'm like, fuck. Like, I look like an idiot. Whatever. So we played the show. It was a good show. Had fun. And then I was in my car. It, it, it Literally how I met Tom was, like, the scene of How High, where Red Man meets Method yes. Man. Yes. It was literally like, yo, got blunt, got weed. <laughs> and, like, we literally just sat in my car, smoked, like, three blunts, just started talking about music, started talking about life, just, like, random fucking crazy, like, conspiracies. Yeah. And he was like, yo, you're cool, like, da 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 da. like, you know, add me on Facebook, and then we talked on Facebook for a while, and then he just started hitting me up, and, like, at that point, I, like, I was in school, but, like, I didn't like being in school, so, like, you know, and Tom was well out of school, so, you know, some days he'd hit me up, you know, I'd be in class, he'd be like, yo, like, let's meet up, let's chill, Mm -hmm. and, like, you know... That time, like, oh shit, like yo, Tom from Lawrence Shores hit me. up. like, yo, I'm about to just skip school, go smoke weed with a home. He was in a big band, da 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 And so yeah, I just started like skipping school, going to smoke weed with Tom, just like hanging out every day. And then we got real close, we became friends. And then actually, the band Delusions I mentioned before lost their drummer, and they had a tour with For the Fallen Dreams. Oh shit. And I was like, and it was like For the Fallen Dreams, and I oh no, it was Legend and Bermuda Delusions and King Conquer, and he God was like, damn. yo, Delusions needs a drummer, and I was like, you think I got a shot? He was like, yo, I'll put you in touch, like, you know, just make videos, and I literally went home, I made a cover for every Delusion song, like, I sent it to him, and I was like, I, was, I wanted that spot so bad, I was like, y'all, I'm about to stop going to school just to go on this tour, like, this is gonna be amazing, I'm fucking 17, da 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 and yeah, I remember I made a cover for every song and like looking back on them, like I can understand why they didn't pick me because
0: Oh, okay, so it didn't necessarily it
2: didn't happen bad. for me, no. In my mind I killed it, but yeah, it was shot on like a fucking phone in my room. I kind of looked a little goofy, you know, maybe I wasn't like, you know, that up to par, but like, you know, I played everything and yeah. like did retakes and like they just never answered me. So I was like, okay, whatever. My feelings aren't hurt. It's all good, brother. But uh, <laughs> Later on, you know, that happened. You know, Tom was like trying to find me like a project to play with because he like knew I liked playing drums. It, and it, drums really wasn't even like my priority at the time. It was kind of like my like side hustle. Like I was just being a shitty 17 year old kid. Like I just wanted to do other things in life. Yeah. Fucking like, you know, hustle and like, you know, go get drunk and like try and like hang out with girls and then.
0: Hey, yeah, you want to enjoy your life? You're like, I want to. Yeah, I was be like, I don't want to sit
2: around and play paradiddle sets for losers. No. <laughs> no, if I could go back in time, I definitely would have joined Marching Band like the. That's my biggest regret Oh yeah because
0: I'm like Bro how
2: am I like (sighs) I'd be so On point And like I was like The best drummer In our middle school And the guy wanted me To join so bad And I was just like I'm not a dork Screw you But like That's what I'm
0: saying Like there's like This weird like Dorky perception of it
2: And don't ever let that stop you Because anyone I know Who did marching band In high school Is the best drummer now I don't care what anyone Has to say about it Like Luke Holland Marching band Marching band Jesse Beeler Tim Toms everything Yeah Jesse Beeler's mom Was a snare drummer in marching band And he learned from her Shit Yeah
0: For those of you who don't know what we we're talking about Jesse Beeler is the drummer Of Thy Art Is Murder
2: Yes and he's a great guy And I love him Fucking sweet bitch that guy <laughs> Love him but, um, but yeah To get to The finally joining of Lorna Um yeah. You know me and Tom Were literally just sitting In my car one day Driving down the highway Smoking Bud Listening to the fucking I don't know The Ristia or something We used to love Listening to that band And He got a text uh, From his drummer His drummer quit and he was like dude we're fucked like you know we dude, we just lost a guitar player now we lose uh we're losing scott like we're fucked and i was like "And i was just like blunt in hand i was like <gasps> i'm like fuck man that sucks yo <laughs> i'm like who are you guys gonna get to play drums and he like just looked at me he's like yo you play drums like why don't you come play and i was like dude i could never play lorna stuff like there's no way he's like dude we got a show friday like like just come through for me like just 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 at least try, like, you know, like, we just need someone, man. We got a tour coming up. We got a, you know, this show on Friday. We got another show the week after. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just do me a solid as a homie and, like, try and make this happen. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I remember I went to school put my headphones in every class period, and I just listen to that Bone Kingdom EP on repeat, 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 to the point, and I'm, like, playing drums on the desk, like, my teachers are all yelling at me, and I'm like, yo, I, this is way more important than what you're teaching me right now, for my life, at least, so, yeah, like, so you out of respect, respect, you know, I was like, alright, other people are trying to learn, so I'm just gonna stop going to school for the next couple of days and just really dive into these songs, because I only had five days to learn everything.
0: Yeah and like with school in the equation That's a fucking Not happening Yeah So you're like (laughs) bro Fuck that Not
2: on my schedule So yeah I just stepped up Adam came to my house I probably butchered the songs I remember I had like a shitty pair of 5000's Like DW's that were like falling apart I had them for
0: like 8 years years. For Lorna Shore material And I was like yo I
2: swear I could play better If I just get some new pedals And he was like Okay, like Adam, will, <laughs> Adam will be the first person. I'm not even, I'm not even blowing up his spot. Who would I Adam will be like, <sighs> I had a sideways hat on. I barely spoke English. I spoke just straight, uh, just delinquent at the time. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck the up. I like, had no like, I, I text message, not even real words. It was just all like, just bullshit.
0: He's like, how's the songs going? Eh, Learn something. Nah, it's shizzy, bro. Like, <laughs> shit's great right now. You know what I'm saying? Adam's, He's like, Adam's like showing his phone to Tom, like, fucking, yeah, like, who guy? did you
2: put me in a room? And it's actually really kind of a Cinderella story how me and Adam are still here, you know, yeah,
0: loving you, each other. Now you guys are fucking best dynamic friends. duo. Dude, it's like, crazy. You guys I, are that meme, like, show me a better duo. I'll wait. Like,
2: never, never did I think that day would come. And, like, yeah, we're the only two survivors of that time. But, yeah, I just bought a new pair of Iron Cobras. I was able to play a little better. And then just, you know, they had faith in me. And, you know, we got through the kind of Bone Kingdom touring cycle and that. I was like, all right, like, it's time to write. And I think I bought a laptop, got, got, got Guitar Pro. We would just send files back and forth. We started just writing Malficium together. And, and at that time, I remember he told me, he was like, yo, like, this is it. Like, you know, if Lorna doesn't catch hype off, off Malficium, like, you know, the band's probably going to be over. Yeah, and not that that was like any like weird pressure. It was realistic, you know. It's like yo, of like course. this shit like has to take off. You hit a certain off. point
0: where you're like, I can't be fucking. Yeah, doing Adam this at that time, time was
2: probably twenty seven or twenty eight. Yeah. I mean,
0: that you was, know. that was that was me with the uh, with fucking seven. I was like, dude, if if neurosis doesn't do good, and and we're well, on our third vocalist in can't. four years of being a band, I'm like i'm like dude i i think i literally told chris like one night i i I texted him like in the in the chat or i texted the whole band actually it was because we were like in between joe had been filling in for a while and i was just at the point where like because because like we knew that like joe was like the guy and we were just still like sitting on it for too long Mm -hmm. and they were like oh we want to keep our options open so i'm like but every other good vocalist around here is like with another band i was like including joe but uh, you know like we're not going to just like keep poaching people and all shit like that so i yeah. I, t- I was like dude if, if you guys are like getting hung up on J- on not picking joe i was like I- and i'm i'm getting older here and i feel like if this if this doesn't happen i'm, I'm like fucking you gotta done you got to take a
2: chance you know you got to yeah. really just if it works it works don't like yeah. overthink it like and trust me i know about vocal changes i know about vocalist changes It's a big decision, you know. It's wait, why? What happened? Yeah, to to be honest, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I just know we don't got a vocalist right now. But um, no, I mean, you know, that's the thing with me. It was like, you know, I stepped up. I had a lot of heart. I think that's really what got me to the position I'm in. And I wanted to learn. You know, I was driven as fuck, man. I was willing to dive myself into death metal. And like I said, like earlier, probably like ten minutes ago, that I'm a chameleon. Like if you just show me enough music. I will learn it, and, like, but when I learned, like, when Blast Beats clicked, because I was at my house just like, oh, my God, like, I can't move my forearms this yeah. fast. I watched, my buddy was jamming with two dudes from Year's Spent Cold, and I sat right behind the drummer dude. I forget his name, but I remember he had a 12 by 5 fucking little-ass popcorn fucking crazy-ass uh. Uh, just popping dark horse snare, and I just watched his wrist, and I'm like, and his fingers, and I'm like, oh i get it yeah. and like same thing with heel toe it's like you know i was fucking driving myself crazy trying to play old warner shit with fucking just heels and then we toured i declare war and my buddy colin love you colin he was fucking the cleanest heel toe and out front and like i'd watch him do it behind him and i'm like you know oh what's, what's that and mm-hmm. i go out front and it's just a wall and i'm like oh, like, this shit is some trickery right here. Like, it what is. is going on? Because,
0: <laughs> like, a lot of people, like, because, uh, like, me, I don't know. I, I guess, like, just people, like, view it in all different ways and stuff, but, like, heel-toe or double-strokes, whatever you want to call it, it's, like, because when you're behind the kit and you're listening, you're mainly hearing, like, gaga 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 gaga. Yeah. But, like, there's still, like, that little bit of, like, like it's you hear you hear the first stroke like way harder and the second one's like almost like a little tap yeah. but it's like the notes are there it's just that the velocity it's know, manipulated it with the trigger it's a hard technique to get like like
2: only dude i've ever seen to be able to do it like without a trigger is a dude from oceans cuz he's inhuman he's a fucking chris turner he is super
0: 2.0 man it's it's crazy like, Yeah,
2: it, and i and there's no explaining that that's just pure strength yeah. you know and you like, actually
0: answer that question early because that was one of the like the questions like from from social was that like they were like how do you you know get heel toe like how like how hard do you have to work at it? it's like just like anything else yeah. like you, you really you just practice slow time. you suck at it for a long time and then one day it
2: kind of just like starts and like it's a it's a thing that's based on your trigger settings your p- your pedal settings like Having too many pillows in, not enough pillows, like you really just gotta like figure it out and like spend some time at home with it. I didn't spend that much time at home with it. I maybe did it for like two months before I went on a tour and started doing it. And it was it was a little popcorn y. But yeah. then on that tour, I'm touring with Fallujah, Andrew Baird. Oh yeah. One of the best out there. And he does it differently than anybody. He's playing Axis shortboards, mm-hmm. doing heel toe, not double strokes. So I learned from Colin the double stroke. And then I watch Andrew doing just like heel toe, and I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking monster. Like with heel
0: toe, it's like your whole foot is on the pedal. yeah. Your whole
2: foot's doing this crazy yeah. motion, and like I just don't have the the
0: strength for that, or like just and that, that's like what a fucking like Anthony Brown was doing, like when he did yeah. that fluja cover, and he said he learned it from the dude. And like I'm I'm like, what the fuck is happening to his feet there? Yeah, it looks like he's running on the
2: on the on the kick pedal. Like, yeah, Doug from uh Sirens and Sailors was doing the same thing. Like he does that kind of yeah. like crazy like. And it's like, dude, like it's, it's like so you're dribbling fluid. the
0: pedals almost. It's like literally. Like, it's
2: like fucking it and it looks so much cooler than the double stroke. Because like double stroke, your foot is like more towards
0: the bottom. Like your is almost on the floor. My heels physically hit the floor. Y- yeah, your your heels yeah, is yeah, on yeah. the floor, and then like your toes are like kind of towards the bottom. But it also
2: keeps me in beat. Like like when I have the click on it, it's like bink, 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 and I'm going ticka, tickka, 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 tick I can feel that my heels hitting the ticka-ticka-ticka-ticka. And then yeah. I'm just like kind of like just pfft it's just kind of going so like that's my gauge usually it's like you know my heels are hitting it's on Mm -hmm. the beat so when i double this motherfucker up it's gonna be sick you know whatever but yeah and it's you know some days it's it's it's, some days i'm flying some days i'm not i mean it's just uh, but it's gotten more consistent the more i've done it so that's why i tell people it's like you know you might have off days on it you might get it really fast like you know my buddy moke for people who don't know moke if you follow me on social media you know moke I love him to death he is but I the showed stays <laughs> the best. But I showed him heel toe and then the next week he was already at my like at my um caliber of it if not better than me already and I was like how man <sighs>
0: He's just a fucking animal, man. I, I know.
2: Have... Just get out of here, what man. What are you eating over there, buddy? Yeah, I know what he's eating. Tuna sandwiches and a glass <laughs> of milk. Don't do that, kids. You'll get hurt. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that was that was like me and him with the six stroke roll. Because like when guess uh, when I started like playing it like in, in Sentinel's material and shit, like he he was like, dude, like, what is that? And he didn't have a practice pad. And this was at the time where I'm trying out all different practice pads. I'm yeah. buying all different ones. And I had, like, the Red Vader one. Yeah. And he came to chill one day. And uh, I'm showing him six-stroke roll, like, showing him slow. And then, I, and I'm like, dude, here, take this practice pad. I don't use this one. And he's like, bro, thank you. And then we, f- he, he goes home, and literally that night, because I think I, I sold him my old kit. And so he goes home. He's got the kit and he got the pad. That night, he texts me. He's like, Do I got it? And she's like, barrr, barrr. And I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. Hate and that and guy. I was like, And you said you were like, What? Bro, what the fuck? That's fucked. I, I don't get it. I'm Never like, showing him anything ever again. You're on your own, buddy. Next secret I learned, man, it's all mine. <laughs> oh,
2: he ain't getting no <laughs> more secrets out of me. Nah, but you know, but that's the beauty about drums that I think is like different than other instruments. It's like, it's really not a competitive game with us. No. I mean, not to. Throw shade at you, guitar players, or you vocalists, but like anytime I've been on a tour, it seems like drummers are always in a pack together, always teaching each other shit. Meanwhile, guitar 1, players are just sitting in their green room, just practicing their licks. And like, you know, I've seen more of it nowadays. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we toured with Rivers, and like my new guitar player, Andrew, he would just be in a circle with, you know, Brody. And Johnny from Rivers, and they're all just jamming on some practice amps, and like you know, Adam will hop in. Like you know, it all depends on the person. But of you course. know, a really good guitar player sometimes they come across a little snobby, and like you know, they just don't yeah. want to like share their thing with the fear that someone's gonna steal their shit. Yeah, and, like, they whatever. got the
0: high end gear, and like it's, it comes off intimidating. And they're like, yeah, you see what it is. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yo, yeah, you
2: see this camper, bro. You know what the fuck going on? Like, oh, you, you're still on XFX. Oh, Whoa, that's, that's, that's fucking cute. cute, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like drummers, I did a tour it's tour like, like that for sure. And it's like just drummers, so nasty. it's like, Yo I see someone's. Struggle on a pair of double pedals that's, like, not doing them well. I'm like, yo, why don't you borrow mine for the night? Or their snare doesn't sound that good. I'm like, yo, borrow this. Or I see they have a cracked cymbal. I'm like, yo, borrow my china. Like I did that for a homie from Brand for, like, all of Summer Slaughter. Like He was just breaking China's after China's. I'm like, yo, just use my shit He's up. got fucking hammer fists. I know. Rob. Up. Rob, man. What is going on with you, brother? It's, he was just mad because he's the only one that drives. So he would just be showing up <laughs> <to> the show. <laughs> he would just show up the show <laughs> mad as fuck. But like, I'm just going to hit these fucking things. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Because
0: <laughs> that, that, uh, that first tour they did, uh, we, we did with them and signed this Sworn uh, Depths of Hatred. He... Yeah, he was the only one driving. He was the only Summer he was the only one driving. And we, and we had 12 and they o'clock had a driver too, every yeah. day. It, which is insane. He was like, poor fucking guy, yeah, man. You guys need up. to treat him better. I'm <laughs> calling you out. I'm talking to you, Liam. Cut your bullshit. Yeah, start fucking driving for him. Get your license or else you're not going to be on the podcast. Yeah, wanna, don't wanna,
2: how about your jokes uh, line up to be as good as your driving skills?
0: Oh, shit. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, yeah. He he would pull up every day like eyes half closed, and I'd be like, "Bro, how are Like, I'm shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, then he would get up there and play a fucking killer set. I'm like, yeah. What what are you, man? Poor uh, guy, man. And symbols like crack
2: the shit after the show. He's got go to go bed because he's got he can't even enjoy himself. Poor fucking guy.
0: Oh yeah. <sighs> oh, no, I got
2: yeah. I gotta have a talk with you guys and Brand, brother. <laughs> you guys could do everything in the world, but. You could drive, put up podcasts. Right. You could do exclusive merch sites. Do all the good things that you do, but y'all need to start driving. <laughs> I think that should come before any of this other shit we're talking about.
0: Yeah, man. Fuck trains. Fuck buses. Yeah, just get, get in the car. Get your shit together. Get that flex going.
2: You Canadians, eh? <laughs> Freaking Canadians. Fucking eh. God,
0: where, where were I? Right? Um. It, like...
2: Yeah, we went. We went off a little
0: bit. Let's uh.
2: It was on but Mo- yeah, we're talking about the journey into Lorna from the pop punk band. That's where we that was that was the topic we started on yeah. and ended up here.
0: Yeah, and fucking so like with Malfishum, you guys were like, all right, we're doing it big. I'm going uh back when it was machine shop. Yes. And uh That definitely
2: felt like a flex at the time. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it still is. Anytime you go there you're like, God
2: damn it. I'm fucking, here, baby. That's
0: what I'm saying, man. And fucking so and what was the the name of the guy who did Did you write? Zach Servini. Zach Servini and dude that the mix and production on, on that ep still to this day like thomas all the time is like i oh, want that malficium drum sound man like it's <sighs> it, it was punishing man and it, and it was so my mi- it was miles ahead of anything else that was coming out like in our scene and, and like deathcore at least where i was like dude these guys who live like 30 minutes away from me they got the most incredible sounding ep and like the music is is there like yeah. everything's there it's solid and then just from there on it just kind of took off right
2: Just naturally happened. I mean, it was just like, yeah, going to the studio with Zach, you know, working with someone who's like an actual producer. I mean, that guy just did the new—he mixed the new Bringing the Horizon Youngblood song. He works hand-in-hand with Travis Barker. He's in L.A. just doing, you know, All-Time Low, Sleeping With Sirens— you know, he he had his hand in uh, YG's, one of YG's albums. Like, there's nothing the guy can't do. He's one Didn't of my. Did you do a
0: Blink record, too?
2: Did the new Blink record. Like, you Fucking know what I mean? Like, the guy. God. And I love him to death because even to this day, shout out Zach I doubt you'll hear this. You're definitely doing busier things, but I still love you. I'll <laughs> let everyone know that. But, you know, anytime I'm in LA, he still hits my line. Like, we still meet up. We still talk. Like, you know, if I ever like, had a question about something or if I needed to get in touch with him, you know, which is very rare, you know, he would be there to answer me. So, like, I respect that out of him and working with him was you know it really shaped the songwriting abilities that we have now and like i always think in the back of my mind to that session and how things went but yeah i mean we you know put out we put out malphysium title track single you know and it got some love it was a heavy track got some love and then did the uh, godmaker video and i remember godmaker video dropped during a snowstorm just just by chance it was a snowstorm everyone was stuck inside for a few days so we dropped that like unintentionally that song came out during then so everyone was just checking it out and then like Mm -hmm. out of nowhere like you said like the views are just going crazy people are talking about it like people from bands that are bigger than us like it was you know catching their eyes like you know aaron kitcher uh and an infant annihilator shared the video. Uh, volvedania was like early on, like the and God ingested, damn. you know, ingested. It started on like okay, cool. Like we're getting some love from you know bands that have been around in this genre for a while. Yeah. And then yeah, we just you know put out the EP. It did really well. Like pre-orders were like, I was shipping pre-orders pre-orders out myself, and like we just were selling out of shit. Like you know we sold out of CDs super fast, and I'm like damn, like you know this shit's getting big. And then. Yeah, I mean the, you know, the EP came out, we just kinda did our normal shit. Like we didn't even like really do any big tours at all. And we were kinda sitting around I don't really have a timeline of how long we were just sitting around, but then we just got the call. Like, you know, we we got well we got a booking agent.
0: And then you got management for you guys like at yeah. the time I saw you guys got on Outer Loop and Outer at Loop. the time the music like they said I was like covering like periphery contortionists and shit like that. Like I'm not about sure about contortions but like periphery was like the bands that everyone knew they were like, Oh, they're on Outer Loop. Yeah. When you're on Outer Loop like management, like you get the tours. Yeah. You get yeah. all the big <laughs> shit. You're like, God <laughs> damn. So when I saw that, I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, we had a team
2: forming. I mean, it was crazy. You know, we had we had the Booking Agent, we had Outer Loop, and we didn't have a label yet. And then we had uh our manager actually had a label and he re released Malphicium and then you know, last ten was on that label. There was a few other bands.
0: Yeah, I remember like you, you and them were like the two staple bands. I can't
2: even remember anyone else that was on Density at the time. Yeah, Wink bikini, good dude. works for fly south now? Love that motherfucker. But um, yeah, I mean, we just we just didn't really have much going on because we we're such a young band. And then uh, yeah, we just got a call like out of nowhere, and it was just like I was literally like, just driving home from somewhere, and Adam calls. He's like, "Yo, we just got this Carnifex Effects tour. Would I declare war?" and uh... You know, Betraying the Martyrs couldn't get in the country because of visa issues. So, like, you know, we got the opening slot. Or actually, we didn't even open that tour. There was a band under us on that tour. Or we swapped with them, this band Assassins. That was from uh, Yeah, uh, I remember there was another I
0: couldn't remember for sure.
2: And, yeah, they were like, yo, like, tour starts Friday. I think it was a Monday. Or, no, it was, like, before. It was, like, a Friday. The tour started that next Friday. And, like, we had to drive to San Diego to start the tour. And we were like, oh, fuck. All right, yeah, let's pack the shit let's go practice twice and go back to shit and let's okay. go and i and that remember,
0: shit like came up quick quick like, it, it was because i remember i think it was before and, and this this isn't like a dig or because i remember if, at first there was like that little villains headliner it was like villains yes you that guys, was the old that was our that was going to be our first official tour yep yeah it was like villains uh you guys and tooth grinder yep it was a strange pairing but it was like still sick it was like because like villains was popping off at the time and you know tooth grinder just got management as well so yeah like and I remember I was, like, bought takes to that show. I was, like, yeah, this could going to be tight. And then you're, like, guys, we're not on this anymore, but uh, we got a Carnifex tour full U.S. I'm, like, what? Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Which was crazy.
2: I mean, dude, that and that was, I mean, c- compare the, like, <laughs> the heftiness of the tours. I mean, Villains was maybe two weeks, two and a half.
0: Yeah, it was, like, a short little run.
2: And Carnifex was two months.
0: Yeah, that's right i remember seeing was, that i was like yeah good thing was like they a took 50
2: that 50 something day tour and like i mean we we learned so much on that tour our van broke down our trailer broke our van blew up we had to rent a van to finish the tour we rented a u-haul just to get to like a few shows until the rental van could show up like it was a fucking whirlwind of emotions and just like learning how to be on the road a lot of anxiety we had a fill-in guitarist um It was my first experience playing with triggers. I literally think the first time I ever even plugged my triggers into a... Literally, the first time I ever plugged my triggers into a PA system was at the first show of that tour and it was a complete nightmare yeah it was similar experience and and it was the first time i had the mix it was the first time i used a mixer too so like i had my Mm -hmm. little side mixer i'm like oh cool it's gonna be all good and i had my little (laughs) ipod i was like yeah we got the click tracks on it and the mixer's like bitch you thought oh yeah and then i plugged the wrong side into the pa so the click was coming out the pa the entire show i couldn't hear my triggers um yeah every, everything that yeah, could go wrong excited. went just wrong thinking yeah. about it. I ha- <sighs> and it was a sold out soma san diego show five six hundred kids screaming ready for us to play and i remember i got off that stage i cried i literally cried our manager was there to see us both our managers because buddy from census Fail managed us at the time and wayne both dudes from out they came to see that show and they just witnessed a complete dumpster fire that was our set list Dude. and i was like Wow. Okay. Cool. Because we ended up just not using the trigger. Oh no, I still use triggers, but we ended up not using our our backing tracks. And I was like, "Damn, man, this shit fucking sucked."
0: What is it about like when a fucking when your manager or some oh, sort of rap com- everything goes wrong? I like, swear, guys, everything works fine when you're not around. It's fucking it, like the it was our album like release run or something yeah. like that. And uh, fucking first time we're playing Vicious Cycle live, and like the song starts off in a three feel so like everything else just starts off four so when you're hearing duh, 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 it, it like and, yeah. and then like the click changes to a, the actual counting and click and then I, I so it's just this buildup of ambience and then and i missed the count and i was like fuck and then i i had the mic so i was like uh technical difficulties one second everyone's like ah, and then scott and josh are like looking at me upstairs like
2: Motherfucker. (laughs) I put my fucking life on the line for these guys.
0: They're like, we're not even from upstate New York. We're from Massachusetts. (laughs) I drove out for this shit. I'm like, God damn it.
2: Yeah, it's rough, man. But yeah, I mean we pulled it together i had like dude i had like five splashes i was ready to just i was like i was just compensating all for right. a lot yeah. I, had t- I had two floors at the time Setup was all fucking these fucking man. things and i remember Full drum buddy, rack oh everything. oh everything oh the drum rack i was that guy like oh i need help with this uh, <laughs> three-sided drum rack so yes. i remember after buddy came he gave good advice to me he's like listen man let's just let's dial it back you know maybe do less drums You know, you need to get on stage easier. Because I I wasn't used to any of that, having a tour manager on and off stage 15 minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. technical difficulties or not. You're starting and you're cutting songs. So I learned everything. Everything I needed to learn about touring was on that tour. And we had a great tour manager, my buddy Martin Cleal, And, yeah, so I just dialed back my drum kit to, like, what I really need. One floor, two racks. Um, I didn't give up using triggers because I had faith in myself. So I figured that out. Yeah. I didn't even know you could edit parameters, to be honest with you. I just went up there with stock, just let's go.
0: Yeah. Horrible. Don't do that. Yeah, take your time with your triggers. Make sure the shit sounds good. Yeah, don't right. biff it. Get a fucking good sample. Don't use that yeah, preset it's... shit.
2: And no, I started setting up my kick before each show, making sure it was good. Set up my mixer, make sure I had my shit plugged in right and kept it all plugged in. And yeah, just learned uh, learned how to actually fucking play live touring because touring playing drums on tour is different than playing in your house like we're looking at your drum set as we speak mm-hmm. set up really beautifully and nice it's really you know level and Thank the floor you. is level <laughs> when you go on a tour you got stages that are or especially drum rides that are caving in you know there's weird yep. fucking like ups and downs on, and that affects everything on your setup and like you straight know, up your, your shit's not tightened enough starts falling over your snare is not level like these things will affect your
0: performance yeah hands down so If there's one thing I can say for, like, four drummers, like, when it comes to tour, perfect your setup before you get out there. Make sure, like, that you have your shit dialed in. Invest in, if you can, invest in, like, a little bit of heavier-duty cymbal stands. So if you are on a stage that's not level or, like, TomCats West... They're shut down now. I can say whatever the fuck. Yeah. But, no no offense. Obviously, I, it sucks to hear venues are closing down. Shut it down. But, dude, if you weren't a headlining band, you weren't on that lucky drum riser, you were on the the stage and the center where the drums are supposed to go. Yeah, caves in. Caves in. So your rack toms are kissing. Yep. Your fucking cymbals, if you hit it too hard. Everything is falling in towards you. It was a nightmare. Miss those days, man. I'll
2: Honestly, it's I'll play on a fucking patch of grass right now. Dude, <laughs> I'll, I'll,
0: yeah, I'll play on a wood I, pallet, bro. I, don't I give will a never
2: fuck. be ungrateful. If I don't get stage water or a buyout or the stage isn't level or the sound care, guy's man. a dickhead, guess what, guys? When I come back to Torrent, I'm going to be the happiest guy ever. So just. That's what I'm saying. Let's man. just get through this and stay inside because. I'm dying to play on a fucking shit stage right now, yeah, and I would—I would
0: never say that. America's got to get their shit together, man. We're the yeah. only country given issues.
2: So this is where we switch to the five-four feel, and we talk about politics. So yeah, we're changing. Hopefully, town. everyone's so just, here to stay.
0: Yeah, man. Don't just worry. we're kidding. not gonna get too deep, but uh, <laughs> fuck that. Just kidding.
2: Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, nah, Malphesium, you know, just did a lot for the band. Definitely gave us our start. Um. Everything went pretty much as planned, and then started making albums after that you know we're on lp3 we're working towards hopefully an lp4 one day i mean hell yeah dude just trying to you know get the right fit on vocals trying to get our sound to where it keeps evolving and of course you know we just want to you know we have such a loyal good fan base you know i'm very proud of the people that support our band because like you know, for some, for, you know, there's some bands that are just kind of, you know, are in the scene, but like, you know, I feel like we are some people's favorite band. We are. Oh, hundred percent. Some of the albums we put out are some of people's favorite albums ever. We're not just like kind of like a band that's just kind of like coasting our way through our career. Yeah, so I like, want to keep, you know, that it's a lot of, it's not even a lot of pressure just because we've just done what we've wanted to
0: do. So, yeah. And like, er, like you guys are like, honestly, like my favorite deathcore band, like, or er, death core, death metal. Like it's. Yeah whatever you call it it's like uh you guys just have such a fresh take on it and every album just gets better and better and like and you can hear the growth in it so like that that's one thing i I was curious like you know you work with a producer Mm. and then it kind of forces you and your bandmates to kind of learn to look at your music a a different way and like really dive deep and be like can i play this like is this the right thing to do for like am i just being flashy or you know, is this tasteful? It's like, because you and Adam eventually became, like, you know, the the driving force behind the music. Like, you oversee everything.
2: Yeah, and it's easy to get lost in the sauce. You know, just 1, throwing up so many ingredients in, and you're just, like, eventually like, dude, I don't even know what we're going for with this. So a producer can, like, ask those questions that you're not even asking yourself when you're writing. And I think a lot of young bands don't, you know, and it's a beauty that we can record at home and do everything at home, but, like, That's just step one. Like, you really should have another person in the mix, someone you trust, someone that is familiar with your sound, and, like, get their opinion on, you know, the music, because, like, they can point out things or encourage things for you to do things that you might be scared to do. Like, that's what we had with Josh Schroeder. Like, we weren't, like, you know, scared, like, you know, like, but, like, we were just timid to, like, kind of, like, go and do certain, like, you know, melodic elements or, like, and that's why we kind of just like you know we were we had like a lot of songs that we chopped up because it was like all right this song's really epic but then out of nowhere we got this dark ass like riff that's cool doesn't really fit the song so we kind of like we just went into it like all right instead of like dipping our toes into melodicness or dipping our toes into heaviness let's just give each song its own identity and like if we're gonna do a heavy song it's gonna be a, a heavy song and if we're gonna Absolutely. do an epic song. It's going to be epic. And, like, you could throw, you know, like, Immortals got, like, a breakdown in it that's heavy, but, like, for the most All part. All throughout, it's an epic. It's epic, 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 up. epic. And then, you know, Misery System is just a, you know. Relentless heavy fucking just track. Fucking pea Brain fucking just slam song, which it still yeah. has its purpose on the album. Might not be that technically, uh, you know, fun. I mean, for. But for me, that's my time to step up because, you know, Adam's kind of taking the back seat playing Chugs. Let me make it more interesting on the drum yeah. front. And that's and, one of my favorite songs
0: drum-wise on the whole record. Yeah, because when, when something is a little bit more simplistic in one area, it gives room for another thing to shine.
2: And that's where vocals, you know, when you know, you're writing music, it's like, all right, this part sounds really simple, but we're going to have vocals on it. And the vocals are mm-hmm. probably, like, this could be a more vocally carried song or this could be a more musically driven song. 100%. And I think in the future what we want to get to is having a little more instrumental driven songs and parts, you know, because it kind of gives, like, like Darkest Spawn. Like, me and Adam were talking about, it. it's, like, people love the one guitar riff and guitar- Darkest Spawn. It's no different than any other Lorna Shore riff. The only difference is there's no vocals on it. So it's, like, all right, like, if we write a sick part, like, maybe we can just, like, save the vocals for when, you know, we need it. And, like, gives him a break on stage. Gives all of us, like, a little bit more of a dynamic.
0: Yeah, because if anyone knows, fucking... Over the course of time, Lauren Shore's uh, vocals, like the layout, is exhausting for the
2: exhausting (laughs) fucking Tom. That's why we got
0: issues. No one wants to (laughs) stay.
2: No, I don't write the vocals. That's all. I can't breathe. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. You. you,
0: Next part's coming, you're like, I just started breathing, yeah, man. Tom,
2: Tom Tom didn't give a fuck, man. That guy could that guy had lungs of steel, man. Smoke weed all day, go do vocals all night, and that, still talk everyone's fucking ear off after never the show. Never
0: understood it. it. It was like it's an enigma, man. It's like he's flesh, crazy. Uh funeral moon. Yeah. Perfect. Like that chorus where I'm like, Yeah, it doesn't stop. But like and it's not a bad thing. I'm just I'm like, baffle i'm like how does this motherfucker do it and the first time like you guys were performing shit like that it was at stanhope on yep it was a another carnifex tour with uh it was like the co-headliner with despised icon oh yeah 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 and and he played that song and i watched him like his he did not leave the mic and and, like it it was all there it's hard it's hard man because even though i was like i was going out like "Ah," it's still like watching because i'm like bro he's got it like it's it's relentless and that's really what we major props to to vocals who can do that shit it's insane
2: yeah whoever comes next got their fucking money's worth
0: cuz and start doing But I'm also I'm workouts. trying
2: to give you a break son so let's let's figure out a good plan cuz you Not know a good balance we could find it I promise you it doesn't have to be all that so yeah how do we evolve you know from Malficium to psalms to flesh coffin immortal uh you know I think immortal it has emotion it does. But the emotion lies in the music. Vocally, there wasn't much emotion just from the person we brought in to the lyric choice. You know what I mean? It just didn't really... There was no real message of Immortal. The The, the real message lies in the music because me and Adam were yeah, in a desperate fucking time. We were miserable. Like That was one of the hardest years of my life personally.
0: And you and, guys were like fucking record. You were in michigan michigan in like s- snow snow yeah all the time
2: all snow uh, frozen ass like it was it was perfect black metal yeah. vibes for sure 100 it was just me and him connor just quit the band you know right before we went to the studio yeah.
0: adam's got fucking kidney stones
2: adam got kidney stone in the middle of the fucking session told me about that i was like jesus i was going through Christ. fucking like some crazy mm-hmm. legal things you know I, I had to fly to court in the middle of us recording I'm just like, damn man, like we're we're just fighting for our lives for this album. That's what I'm saying. And I think through the music you can hear that and Yeah,
0: it show, like the music, like all you fucking Deathcore purists can, you know, pick sides on this shit. I don't give a fuck. But like straight up, like it's you know, that that album is, in my opinion, so driven by the music. Yep. Uh like the, the vocals, like and, and like I, I said this like uh I think, like, when when everything was first, like, going down with, like, the departure and stuff. Like, it's, a band is more than just their vocalist. Yeah, people, a select people choose to forget that. Uh, And I don't understand. it. I'm like, okay, well, here's the record a cappella. Yeah. Enjoy it. Well,
2: uh, Adam actually spit it perfectly one day. It's like, all right, let's play an album. Play it instrumental. Now play just that same album, a cappella what's more listenable
0: 1000%.
2: Like there's no comp. there's no,
0: like like why is that even an argument? Take the vocals out
2: of the music, it's still an album. Take the music out of the uh the album and just leave vocals, it's nothing. It's uh, it sounds like a uh stupid to be honest. Like yeah. just perfect. Like you it's going to be silly. Yeah, it's, it's like, going to be really silly. So that's why I'm like it is. Fuck like, y'all that think that like this is like the only thing that made it. Like, don't get me wrong. The guy did a good job on the album. It is the album that we wanted. It came out great. You know, stoked on it. Wish things could be different, but that's not how life works. But yeah, you know, Shit like happens, I said,
0: and you assess the situation. It's
2: a perfect analogy. So all you motherfuckers that think y'all vocals make the record, well, guess what, buddy? Not in deathcore. You know, nope. a beautiful singer's voice, sure, I'll give you credit for that. You could probably listen to a beautiful. Beautiful person sing without music and it still sounds great, but deathcore, it's it's equal parts, you know. And yeah. and I think going forward, we're just gonna try and tie in the emotion of Flesh Coffin, like vocally, and musically, because Flesh Coffin was a very emotional record, and then the intensity of Immortal, and try and marry those two together, and like that's Man, I think that's the it's a the next blend. step, yeah, into revolutionizing or uh, evolving our sound into. Really nothing new, just, like, really just trying to push parameters, like, like somehow make things more epic. Yeah. Somehow like, they make things more heavy. Like yeah. You found
0: a sound, and now you're going to you're gonna vamp on it, and you're going yeah. like to expand. Just that, push that's the, what the I'm thresholds, gonna yeah.
2: just literally just push them wider and wider until it's like, all right, this is the heaviest and most epic fucking thing I ever heard, so. That's what I'm saying. We and got like, some shit in the works, you know, we're, I mean, we're just writing just for the sake of writing, because we got, you know, nothing really to do, but, um... What we got so far I mean it's 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 sounding good You know we gotta like Trim the fat But you know Ideas are there Where creativity's still flowing We're not going nowhere We're gonna figure this out We're gonna we, I mean we haven't even Had a tour to Or haven't had a chance To tour on Immortal We only played eight shows Playing Immortal songs And like That shit was fucking fun And I wanna go do it again So Yeah Hopefully when tours Are back next year We can tour that record
0: And get ready for what's next Absolutely dude Fucking uh and being that, like, the Lauren Schroeder discography, it kind of, I'm not sure, if it was was it, like, a conscious effort to, like, go, like, try a different producer every time? Or was it, like, where you're just, like, you're searching for something new every time along the way? Or you guys, you found where you want to be, like, with Josh Schroeder? Because the guy's a fucking genius. That's definitely the case. I mean, you
2: know, not that any of those, we worked with great producers, you know, from Zach. You know, Zach just became, you know, something way beyond our pay grade and just you know he'd be wasting he'd be wasting his time doing a band like ours um and then you know going to will putney and then uh you know working with randy like you know you guys work with randy i love randy Randy it's amazing yeah you know but i just think he he shines in other genres a lot more and tracking our band is quite difficult so i think it just you know
0: the more notes there are, the more tedious it gets, man. You know what
2: I mean? And it's just like, you know, I just... I even felt bad for him during our record. Oh, for sure. I mean, you made his job easier. <laughs> he was probably delighted. I made his job fucking horrible. <laughs> Me and him stayed up all night drum track and just uh, taking smoke breaks, going back to track, and just like, dude, it's, we spent so much time on it. And then... It's tough, dude. You know, after Will, we did a single with Taylor Larson, who I don't even care. I'll just say we did not have a good experience with him. But you guys
0: didn't really get to work with Taylor. Uh, no,
2: nah, we worked with Pete Adams. Who I love. Pete's a great man. Love you Pete. You saved us, buddy. But that wasn't a good time for us um just to pay that money and to just kind of be like disregarded, which you know, it happens, but like for them to just not even be there at all and then yeah, It's it, like you're
0: paying for their time. You're not paying for their interns' time or, or their. You their think assistants
2: that, time. and you know, and even if that is the case, you know, you at least want them to be a part of the process. Like it really wasn't even that for that experience.
0: So at that point, he just basically mixed it.
2: Yeah, like we showed up, he was there, and then I didn't see him for three
0: days. And didn't you say like he showed you a 26 inch kick, and he's like, "I want you to be hitting like, yeah, this hard every time." And you're like have happening.
2: you listened to us bro yeah it's not happening and it was like finger tight and i was like Hilarious. dude, this just isn't happening so we did <laughs> we had we had to do fake drums on that just because no one was trying to sit through that and but we learned a lot about songwriting on that uh on that release absolution of hatred we learned a lot about songwriting and introducing like a chorus vibe into a song so that's where we led into flesh coffin we worked with carson and grant who were both amazing people love carson and grant fucking you know I don't. I think if we didn't go to Schroeder, we would go. We would have gone back to them. But Schroeder was just someone we always wanted to record with. We always loved his stuff. Didn't know him personally.
0: So did he do like a lot of like death metal, deathcore stuff? Not or, like, at all. Yeah. Cause, like I all. knew. I knew. I heard of his name because of Varials, like Color Morale, yeah. King Eight One Zero, like it's... yeah, in
2: Heart's Wake, Two by Four. I just knew he had just. He just had fat sounding fucking albums, and I was. But he yeah. did do Ghost Bath. He did New which are two black metal projects. So I was like, oh shit. All right, you know, but that's the thing I love about Josh, and that's why, like, Josh is, like, you know, the fifth member of this band. Like, he understands the band, understands us as people, not for nothing. Like, he's such a good fucking dude. Like, like, when we're recording, like, I just, I I would pay five grand just to hang out with him for a month. You know what I mean? Like, I would just do that because I just love being around the guy. He makes it such an easy experience to record with. He's so fucking chill. I literally... Could not say enough good things about Josh Schroeder. Love that motherfucker. But yeah, working with him just like really set it in stone. Like this is what we want. We don't want to work with
0: anyone else. And yeah, like you found your fucking found our guy. You know, oasis. And like you're like this is where we're gonna go. And like he fucking just destroyed Immortal
2: for us. Like that album sounds exactly how I envisioned it. And we had a great time making the record. So I only look back on that experience as like a good time, which is important for us. And, you know, and at times it wasn't even about music. You know, we would just talk about life. Like we would take a break and just talk about life and just like things that were going on and go play video games and just talk about our hobbies. And then when that conversation died down, it's like, all right, let's get back into it. And then like, he never, like some days we literally didn't do anything like, Mm-hmm. We just talked and like maybe got some things done But like that inspired us the next day to work like really hard And 100%. like we still had we still had two days left over To like that we just left early It's like damn like we got everything done While not killing ourselves you know tracking all day and night And like you know he's just a fucking pleasure to work with Like that's, that's what I hear man all around is. I it's would just... suggest any band who has the money and the ability to go to Michigan to record with him to do because he's he is my favorite producer out there as a person. His mixes, like everything he's just full package.
0: Yeah, man. And obviously you fucking hear like the you know, the final products out there. It's you know? stupid. Immortal, in darkness, uh pain again, you know, King no. A1 hope. King A1O's you 10 know? Like it's yeah. all good stuff. Like you you just can't go wrong with that experience. So yeah. dude, if if fucking if Randy was not an option in in the future. Like Josh Schroeder is definitely somebody like I, I'd be so. And I love Randy, man.
2: Randy kills it. He, you know, I've heard some of your guys new stuff. I know, I showed up to the studio when you guys were working, and like I'm like, fuck, man. I just seen I actually just seen Randy yesterday because I stopped by the studio to drop mm-hmm. something off for someone. And I'm like, dude, like, this guy's fucking killing it. And, like, he's always he progressing. Is. He's not comfortable in his production. Like, he's always stepping it up. You know, I Am's records, you know, New Boundaries is coming out. You know, he's, dude, he's done the Kublai cool Khan Un- records that are fucking smashing. It's like... Yeah, bro.
0: That dude, you know, if if we couldn't Chills work it. with Josh, we'd probably go back to Randy. Like, Dude, and, like, the his ambience game is, like, next. Like, that. that's something that's, like, for, like, our new record is that, like, is, has taken a big, like, front seat is the, the ambience good. is on, like, a whole other level. And, like... And just even listening back to our previous record to to this one, I'm like, it sounds like something totally different. Like it's still, it, does. it it's really still does, it's still real, but it's like, it just
2: hits. Nah, the I'm EP like, to what I heard when I was at the studio with you guys is just like night and day. It's like it sounds so much more calculated, but like at the same time, like natural, and like yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely stoked for you guys. I think it's I think it's gonna be the big step up that you know Sentinels needs and Jersey Boys, bro. Yeah, I, I put it on. I put on always, all baby. day. <laughs>
0: you know, you fucking look out for little guys, man. It's, it's day one. Best. Hell yeah, dude. Always, and fucking like, and we had that similar experience, like with Randy, like that you have with Josh, where like, and like, no one could have fucking expected a, a global pandemic was gonna hit right in the in the middle, smack dab in the middle of uh, our record, <sighs> like studio time. Crazy. So it's like our studio, our studio time went from being a month to about three to four yeah. and there are other things in the equation that extended it that way but it was like over that course of time it's like not only did randy like not only was he our producer like he he did understand us as people and like he he kind of knew like what to expect and like it made it made us communicate a lot better and it just overall was a was a way better experience things were stressful at times very stressful there were times where i was like yeah randy what the fuck man I love this part and he's like yeah but it doesn't make sense so think about it and i'm like okay see that's the and thing about like, a
2: great producer is he can navigate everyone's emotions in the band not that they need to do that they're you know th- that's not what they're being paid for but i think what makes a great producer and i looked at it in josh and i did see it in randy as well it's like someone that understands the band the personalities in the band everyone's role in the band mm-hmm. and try and maybe give some of the guys who have less say a say at, at the studio because, or like to even like, like you said, just make those like calls and just say, nah, man, like got to switch it up. Like yeah. you gotta he do hears this. everyone
0: out and he gives everyone their fair chance and stuff like that. Like there's, like, it's, it's important. It yeah. Really and, is.
2: The, and when things are getting stressful to know how to navigate that stress to still make it a productive day.
0: Yeah. But, and it's good. Like when they tell, when something sucks, they tell you it sucks. Yeah, and you need that. It's not their job to coddle you. No. It's their job to make you better. They're the because... football coach of the music realm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, man, their name is, is first on, on on inside that record on, in that booklet, man. They yeah. produced, engineered, mixed by. You know, It's like that's their name. So it's like they, they want this to be as good as possible. Yeah, and no, it's... it's and they're it's... not going to get there by, you know sucking dicks, man. And That's why you pay for a big
2: name producer. Like you pay for a big name producer because you know that their name, like you can go to any studio. You can go to a a hip hop studio and go track the same records we're tracking. But like, are they going to give a fuck? Probably not because they got hip hop dudes that spend less time in the studio and probably get way more love. But like these guys love what they do. They love looking out for bands like ours. And like not for none, it's very notable because like, you know, we are in a niche genre and they still give us their time and effort to like make it, s- fucking kill. You know what I mean? It's like That's what I'm saying it's a, it's a, noble profession to be a metalcore, deathcore, just extreme, you know, metal sort of producer. Like you're just, you're just putting on for us, man, and like having a lot of faith. And you know, I don't think, I don't think Josh even anticipated like when Immortal was coming out for it to do as well as it did. I mean, we all knew it was great, but like he was like, damn, man, like the shit's fucking taking off. Yeah And he was stoked on it And like you know Already looking forward to When we come When we go back so It's huge It's like your
0: best selling record
2: I mean Off hands down Like hands down I mean it's still better Than a lot of records I was like holy shit
0: Yeah and sometimes Even as you go on Like you don't expect Like like yeah this is our newest work It's our best work to date You're like But will it perform as well Given the fucking The state of, of music And you know yeah, People CD not sales. buying records And shit People just streaming Everything now Like it's It changes But you guys hit like Like what Like fucking Four thousand copies first week. Yeah, over four, unreal,
2: unreal, crazy. <laughs> like, I, I remember, like, we got uh, that number, me and I. I was like shaking. I was like, this can't be real. Yeah, they, it's, they, 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 they they've, they've meant to write a two in here because we, me and I were like, yo, we'll be so if we do like two and a half. Yeah. I think our biggest number we're like, yo, we hit three. This is gonna be dope. And they're like, nah, man, y'all did over four. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, time to. Time to get up on the bill and start getting some more money. Call the booking agent. We that's, want some more money next tour.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. And you guys are under a big fucking label now, and and I'm sure yeah, they were crazy. They're like, you know, oh, they were so sto. Yeah,
2: for, they they fucking took a chance, and I'm. I hope everyone at Century is happy with us. I mean, I love them. They treat us great. Yeah, the best label we've been a part of. So I mean, I think now between having Josh as our producer and having Century Media behind us, like and Joey Durango who does our videos. It's Like we just got the dream team Like we're 100%. ready to, As soon as we're ready As soon as we got new music You know It's definitely not gonna Fucking disappoint I refuse Absolutely To man. let that shit disappoint
0: You guys set the bar so high It's like the only thing You can do is like Try to just outdo it Every time uh, Yeah I know <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny Cause like
2: sometimes In that moment You're like
0: Bro how the fuck We're we gonna do that
2: Nah we question it Like Adam had a big Fucking kind of Breakdown Like beginning of quarantine Just like Did I write the best record I'll ever write and I kind of had to talk to him. Like, do we think this every time? You know. Yep. Are you thinking that will make us write, write a better record? Like, and even if it's not quote unquote better, like, let's make it more us. Let's let's just let's literally stick to the mentality we've had every album, and that's we're writing this shit, the shit we want to write with realistically no one in mind but ourselves. Like, we're just writing the shit that we want to hear, what we want to do, mm-hmm. and if people latch onto it, dope. If they don't, then I'm fuck it. I guess I'm stupid. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't write a riff like, oh, are they gonna two step to this? Are they? Are, are we gonna get a circle pit to
0: this riff? That's what I'm saying. Are they gonna know this? This chorus. A lot of people like I, I made a status about this recently, and people gave me shit for it because I guess I didn't word it right. But it was just me saying like, yo, if, if you're not writing music that you absolutely love and and like you're 100 percent behind it, it's like, then what the fuck are you doing? If you're writing yeah. stuff, just be like, oh, we need a we need a part that's gonna. Bring the two-step in, like, you know, this is the crowd kill part, like, like you know, yeah. or this, you know. And if
2: you're that type of band, then, yeah, like, yeah. hit that mark, but, like, that's such a small realm of music, yeah. you know? and like, not
0: hating on anyone. It's, it's like, I get it, you know, everyone's got their own hustle. I love that shit. shit, you know, I love yeah. down-tempo. I so love, do I. I love hardcore, well, I love it Doesn't all.
2: Matter. But, yeah. like, I don't know, the, like, I would like to think that the music, well, you know, you guys write really fucking just, I don't, I don't even know what to call it, to be honest, but... <laughs> It's really just like a shock value, you know what I mean? It's like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah,
0: like, we'll throw in these parts where we're like, you know, I think, I think, yeah, I'm expecting to hear something heavy next, like, why don't we try something a little yeah. heavy? And if the rest of the song the song is melodic and, and like, we give it a heavy ending, then like we're like, all right, well, we want to make a heavy ending that's going to... Yeah, it's going to count. It's going to... Raise some brows And that's the or, or thing like, It's
2: the dynamic Like if you've had Like you know I love down tempo But sometimes I'm like You know I've had enough man I feel I've, yeah. My my forehead's just been pounded With kick drums And heavy bass tone This whole time
0: And you're like Oh wait I'm on song six already Fuck I didn't even realize it. For it's, real it's, And then
2: and then you find a heavy band That does it differently Like you know I love that band Strangled That's just been getting hype I mean homie's me, been yeah. Homie's been opening up Lorna so shows for Fucking two three years now And like and Even in their early days I would They are one of the few Local bands If I was setting up my drums On side of stage they be playing I am like Alright let me go out front Real quick Cause <laughs> I, I, I need, need to make front. sure What I'm hearing is Is what I'm hearing From the side And I go yeah, out front yeah. I'm like Holy damn Like this band's Fucking bringing it And then I was mm-hmm. stoked When we played with Body Snatcher And, and Enterprise And with destruction On our headliner Strangled open the show And I remember I was like Walking out I was like I was telling Body Snatcher Like yo Y'all gonna like this band Y'all gonna like this band they're Like yeah yeah We'll check it out We'll check it out Meanwhile They're all out front Watching this fucking band And I'm like you like that shit Then you? you're like yep. Dude that's like the best band I've heard in so long I'm like I know like, Next thing
0: you know They're open up select dates On Body Snatcher You know right.
2: what I mean Like and I love Live To fucking Put people on to, to people And those dudes work Mad hard strangled Like they I don't even think They've realized How much of a, a Ripple effect They've kind of had Recently And like I think they got a big future they, they really do Something different You know Michael Soto Great guy you know the singers yeah, of one of the most scary intimidating motherfuckers i ever seen on stage and off stage but such a nice dude so it's like they're that's, humble they make music man. that makes you want to just beat up your fucking neighbors and <laughs> and it's still interesting so like for yeah. me like a band like that is like a breath of fresh air cuz it's like damn like all these bands have came and went throughout the years and then these guys just stepped in out of fucking oklahoma bringing the nastiest shit to the table and I think I think their future is bright. they're like,
0: making a name for themselves. I, I I saw them on my Facebook feed. I think yesterday, yeah, A new video or something. And it's just
2: that's what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean? Like dude, it only takes. That that's the thing. They're genuine. Like and I think genuineness in your music has like a, a spiritual kind of element to it because it's like it kind of just travels like a lot naturally to people's ears and like you know. And I don't know, like you know, music is deep, like it's 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 a it's a language in itself. So like, if you're making music that people can connect with, like on any level, and and then it hits home for people, like you know, I think Lorna, the emotion, is what has really brought the band to you know surpass a lot of other bands, just because like we really put our heart and soul into like these motherfucking songs, like whether it's just black you know, some people are like oh it's just blast beat noise wall sound bullshit. It's like that's deeper, fine, man. you know, like you can yeah. see it like that, but. I mean, I could tell you a whole... I could tell you whatever you want to know about this shit. Like, I'm sure Adam could, too. Like, you know, Flesh Coffin, the song, one of the most emotional songs we have, lyrically and musically. And I'll never forget, like, writing that song. Like, Adam was just working. Like, working like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And he just... That lead came to him at work. He went home, tracked it. I showed up. I was like, dog, this is good. Like, this is some some good shit right here. And we just had that part and just just went off and just made a whole song based around that part
0: and you hear it man it's like even in the music alone it like is like pure sorrow it's, it's yeah it's it's I, fucking it's dark i and,
2: live for it i still love that album still fucking so damn proud of that record for us because that definitely like malphysium got us you know up a tier
0: got you out of the woods
2: you know psalms kind of kept us at the tier and then flesh coffin boomed us like mm-hmm. way up and then from there we had to like really step it up with immortal and, you know, people love drama more than they love music. So kind of, you know, Tom leaving the band kind of brought a lot of, you know, Chelsea Grin fans to be like, oh, who, what band was this guy? And, oh, actually, that band's pretty good or all oh, that band's shit, whatever. You're still talking about it. So 100%. all eyes were on us when This Is Hell dropped. And, like, I made damn sure that that song was going to be a fucking head turner. And, like, me and Adam wrote that fucking song. Just, I was like, dude, this, is ha- this has to be the most ridiculous thing we ever fucking wrote in our lives. Yeah. That's why that breakdown is literally just, it's just stupid. There's no other reason. theres It's just stupid. Right, but, and,
0: and which song I meant, And right? this is hell. Oh, the yeah. end one, it, it's, it's stupid. It's, there's nothing. <laughs> first time I heard it, I was like, any of you guys who were like, oh, Lord of Shores <laughs> sure dead? And you're like, Pff! Yeah. Think uh, twice, uh, motherfucker. Pr-
2: Gah. <laughs> yeah. Pr- <laughs> Like what the fuck was that? When
0: I saw you play an instrumental set with that, so I was oh. I was like, st- like just hearing it by itself. I'm like the gaps. I'm like wait for it. I'm like, I'm like oh, it's still so heavy, dude. Like. You don't fucking need vocals to, no. to show that breakdown is. And dude, filthy. that show—I
2: remember we got, we were so nervous to play that show because like, damn man, we can't hide behind no vocals on this set. Like, yo, we all gotta fucking play good. It was the last day of tour. We're all tired and just want to go home. And you were. And the and that was one, one of our best shows of the whole damn tour. Yeah. But like the reason for that, I guarantee you, and I see it now, was just the chemistry that the three of us have. It's because when it's other so homie strong. was there, it kind of felt like us three and him.
0: Like it wasn't like a. It wasn't a band. It wasn't was a like, band. It we was never band had that chemistry. Like, yeah. we,
2: you know, I only seen that guy on tour. He never showed up for practice. Like, he, we never, there was just no homie shit. Like, even the you know, almost two years that he was around us, like, I never, I didn't know shit about that guy. Like, never really made any personal effort on his end to, like, you know, he would come, to. we would find out that he would come to our state and not hit us up. And I'm like, or not even tell us that he was there. Like, he would just be doing shit with, you know, what got him in trouble. And it's like, well, look at, you know, look how that ended up. Like, you could have just had some homie time. And, like, even on, like, tours we went on, like, I remember Summer Slaughter, they were like, like, us three were always chilling, like, always making friends. And, like, other homies was just not around. It's like, they're like, oh, what's good with him? Like, is he not a homie? Like, does he not chill? And I'm like.
0: Summer Slaughter, I came to see you guys. He. Cause like Saw the three of you f- Met Andrew for the first time I was like This guy's a fucking Sweetheart man He fits in perfectly Best guy And uh CJ's off with a girl somewhere
2: You know what I mean That, yeah, that like, was the going rate man And like yeah. And it bummed us out Cause we were like Yo we're a band Like I remember we had A mm-hmm. whole night We all It was us and Enterprise And Adam Moore, and Adam Moore let us, stay, all, let us Stay at his house And we were like Yo let's go It was um It was the premiere of uh Not Guardians Avengers It was the new Avengers Oh yeah so we booked a whole row for the whole band like ahead of time. And literally, I think opening scene popped up, he was already gone and he was chilling with someone. I'm like, damn, man, like you could have just said you didn't want to do it. Like, like sorry, it's so painful to just hang out with the boys and like yeah. do it. You got fucking 10 people to hang out with.
0: And like, yeah. it was a little disrespectful. Cause you like, cause you would even tell me like he uh, fucking for your headliner. It was like your, it was like your first tour in a while, like a yeah. co headliner with Enterprise Earth. And you had to, like, you had to, like, basically pull him out of the van and be like, bro, these kids paid VIP to, like, meet you and tell you that you love music. And Yeah.
2: One day he just didn't he show saying? up. He just, yeah. he just
0: didn't show up. It was in Dallas. He just
2: decided to go do something else somewhere else. And I'm like, this sucks, man, because these kids pay for this. And, like, this is shitty. And, like, as much as I work for the band... They don't care about me or They, they want you like yeah, deathcore. Like, like it's not just oh well, you like three the are vocalist. there. Like like people love the vocalist and like you should own that role. You should want to talk to these people and love your fans and like that was never the vibe from him, and it sucked because Tom was the complete opposite. Tom would give you the shirt off. Literally, I've probably literally seen him give the shirt off his back to a kid who said it was cool. Like yeah, Tom man. was such a good dude to the fans and like. I think going forward, we need that, like, you know, because that's, we're not, like, this exclusive, like, oh, we don't talk to anyone type band. Like, I want to talk to the fans. I want to be cool. I want to be so transparent with our fans and just be, like, because they're, like, without them, especially with all the shit that we've been through, like, we would be nothing without people's support. And, like, people, like, when that went down, like, nah, Adam and Austin work hard. Like, and that's from me being transparent that, like, people know that. Like, if they didn't, they'd be like, oh, this band lost vocals. They're fucked. Like we don't know, like no one knows shit about how they operate. Like, yeah, I don't need. It's no secret. Like we're just fucking human beings. Like, yeah,
0: and and literally since day one from meeting you and seeing you at any other show, like since then, it's you've always had the same personality and 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 I'm fucking chilling. Like, yeah, man, you're <laughs> I'm happy being. to
2: be there. Like that's my favorite. Like it's been such a fucking emotional roller coaster being at home and not having that in my life because like now. And it's kind of, you know, in a way it was a bit of an escapism because, you know, lacking you know, self-esteem and just, you know, confidence growing up. Like touring gave me, you know, a lot of confidence. It gave me a lot of reassurance. You know, it gave me a lot of, you know, praise, like, you know, going on tour, people telling me how sick I am every day, as as shitty as that might sound. Like that shit gets me through the day sometimes when I feel like shit about myself. So now being at home, I've just learned to, you know, a little bit more about self-love and you know, being more independent, less codependent on certain things. And, you know, I've just, I've been taking care of my health, um, you know, trying to keep my mental, you know, health in line with my physical health, you know, eating better, you know, luckily I did meet a great person and like me and her hang out all the time. And she's like, kept my, you know, mind straight and like, you know, always making like really cool plans. Like, you know, I never like dated someone who like actually wanted to do things and more like, Oh, it's just, you know, chill, you know, we'll just tomorrow we'll just chill we'll just chill a little more like we're going she's such an outgoing adventurous person and like easy to please it's like all right she's like i remember we were chilling like oh i want to go peach picking and i was like and for her she grew up on a farm like that's like any other day shit for her and it's like for Mm -hmm. me it's like i've never done that or like even like she's like oh let's go to the beach and have a beach day it's like i never did that either like and i'm like doing these things with her Made me realize like man, I haven't done shit in my hey, life, like, like for so much myself, you know? Like, I've so just been, like, music, 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 like, and having just a personal life now and building that and, like, especially having someone to do that with and, like, kind of help me through it, it's, like, that just kind of gave me a different outlook on life that, like, you know, I used to think, like, touring was my life and that's the only life I have. It's, like, I should have a home life. I should have things that I do at home and, like, things I enjoy outside of music and, like, and I'm learning more and more things because i am a very open person like you know i will try something at least once like unless it's something that's gonna harm me yeah but like these are all beautiful things like you know i wouldn't go to the beach because like i was so insecure i wouldn't want to like take my shirt off and like be judged by other people and like with her it's like no judgment i'm, I'm with her it's it's time for me and her and like go and like i, I wouldn't even go in the water just because I was scared of the water, like, kind of, like, you know, I wouldn't want to swim. And, like, now, you know, she taught me how to float in the ocean. I'd just be laying on my my back, floating on these waves and chilling. And, like, I'm like, dude, this is, like, such a part of life I missed out on for so long just based on my own insecurities. So, like, being home, hopefully what I can take out of this, you know, when touring finally starts is just, like, live my life a little, like, better and just make it easier on myself rather than just, like, getting so like i'm just always so hard on myself like when i can't do something so like you know on tour like let's just make some time to do normal things on tour like maybe yeah. let's go to the beach let's you know have a little fun like oh there's something in town that's you know might be cool let's
0: go check it out that's what i'm saying and like that that's something i need to work on myself is like i i've i've always i've always been so like closed off on certain things like especially in relationships and that's one thing I gotta, I have to, be- I have the better myself to fucking keep a girl around, or, or you know, let them know I'm not a fucking complete lazy piece of shit. Is it like, if they're like, let's go to the beach. I'm like, do you see me? Like, yeah. I, I'm a lobster if I go to the beach. So, so I'm like, I'm like, what kind of enjoyment do I get as So I close myself off on things. But then I'm like, when I'm at a beach, like with with the honey, who's just like the, the best there, I'm like, this is great. No, I'm like, dude. why am I being such a dick about it? Just get yeah, it get you're sweating, you're boom, in the sun, get some aloe, rub it in. Exactly, yeah, man. Have her rub it, in. make it all nice and shit.
2: Make it a time, make it a, make That's it a, make it an activity.
0: Yeah, and it's you get so much more joy out of life when you open open yourself up to you gotta to things. One thing for like one thing for me, and, and like it was corny because I was like, let's make a New Year's resolution. But like my one of my biggest things was I was such a picky eater for a mm-hmm. long time, and then I was. With a girl who's Italian And like that, You know Sometimes like They cook up Some things that are a little Like left field for me And and I'm like You know what I'm, Like my resolution is I'm not gonna say no to shit Yep Unless I know I already fucking hate it Yeah Then you know If it's new Let's go Yep Fucking started liking Fried octopus And all this other like yeah, Crazy yeah, A little calamar A little calamar A little With A Yeah Fuck like, yes. <laughs> so, like I, And it opened up my nah, world you... to, where, to where now I'm like My brother doesn't wanna Like try a sauce I'm like bro Try it. Try it. Like, you I haven't mean, had sauce in a while. It's the like,
2: same thing with me with the vegan diet I've been doing. It's, like, you know, a lot of vegetables. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I like, you know, corn. That's a vegetable. Potatoes yeah. a vegetable. But, like, you know, it's like me and had her, had we'll a... just, we just, you know, we ordered yeah. vegan sushi one day. We had a little picnic. Same thing. I never had no fucking picnics. But she was like, oh, come over. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's get sushi. Let's, let's, you know, go set up in a park, put a blanket down, like, eat. You know, it, was, it was the first beautiful day we had this fall. It was, like, only a few weeks ago. But, you know, she, I, and, and it's cool at that point where I'm pretty open with my eating. I'm like, just order and, like, you know I'll have whatever it is. I didn't even ask what was in any of these rolls, and they were all so fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. I literally want it right now. My mouth is, <laughs> you yeah, I'm, I'm fucking salivating thinking about this shit, but. I
0: have to get some food after
2: this. Oh, a sure. thousand percent. <laughs> but, like, you know, just trying new shit. Like, I remember one day, uh, she was like, oh, Oh, she's, it's just she's so innocent and and, and it's just such a.
0: Uh, she seems like a sweetheart, man. She's I'm great. Mean, I'm happy. For
2: I, you. I I don't mean to bore you guys, but she's
0: great. But she was you just. Y'all pull- should be happy to be hearing that your boy Austin. Yeah, is I'm on. sad all the time. I'm happy now. Be happy for me. Yeah, he's a happy boy now, and you know what? We Let love this shit. Send some love. But she like pulled a plum out of her fridge. She's so excited about this plum. I'm like, oh, I got these plums. They're so
2: ripe. They're so delicious. They're so juicy. He gives me the plum, and I just look at this thing. I'm like. How do I eat it? She's like, (laughs) "What do you mean? You bite it?" I'm like, "With the skin on, like, how do you eat it?" She's like, "Are you kidding me? You never had a plum before?" I was like, (laughs) "Nope, I don't
0: think I've had a plum either."
2: Dude, it was fucking delicious. I'm eating this plum. I'm like, "Damn, man! Like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like, like, why don't I just eat this shit?" Even when we got peaches from the peaches, I'm like, "These things is fresh." Don't really eat many peaches. And then we made little peach milkshakes out of them. We were fucking chugging them fuckers down. We we stopped at Cookman Creamery because we went oh, to uh, it was a place near Asbury that had the, the orchard. Stopped at Cookman Creamery, got a pint of vanilla, brought that motherfucker to the crib, put it in the blender. Forget, no
0: about forget about <laughs> it. Forget about it. Dude, Cookman Creamery, their vegan ice creams are They're unreal. great. The last few times I went back, they had a key lime pie one with like mm. little bits of pie crust in there. Mm. I tried it once, I think like two Any years ago. Any ice
2: cream with pie crust has my vote. I don't know yeah. what it is about Fuck it. everything else, man. Today it was, it was actually... Um, National Cinnabon Day, or National Cinnamon Bun Day, and um, there's a place in Westfield by me called Cinnaholic, it's an all-vegan cinnamon roll place, it was on Shark Tank, the first one was in San Mm -hmm. Francisco, I had it like years ago, but they finally owned one in Jersey, but you got their classic cinnamon roll for a (sighs) dollar, so I had that motherfucker today, and that motherfucker was good,
0: (laughs) like, oh my God. Bro, I need a calendar with the every day as a holiday thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday's National Boyfriend Day, so I gave my drums a little (laughs) attention. And then I'm like, let's go. Yeah, me and my hand had a good day (laughs) as Me and Jill were real good to each other.
2: I might have texted Moke a little bit at 3 a.m. Fuck, man. (laughs) Should have
0: reached out to the boy. say like, hey, Moke. Lover's quarrel. Hope you're having a good
2: day, buddy. (laughs) 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 Miss you.
0: People are gonna be like, looking. Who's this mo character? And yeah, there's if you need to know, it's Moke it's on the planet.
2: Smoke season on Instagram, and uh,
0: check out his fucking band, Arsonist.
2: Yes, check out Arsonist. I did the visualizer for it. It's very violent. It's very cool. It got taken off YouTube many times. And, Wait for real? Oh, the, the first day it was supposed to go up. It was getting taken off every five minutes because I remember
0: you showed us just like at people the dying
2: the whole time. It's, it's so <laughs> sick. But it finally got the okay, so it's up. Go listen to it. It's heavy as fuck. Our boy Shedlock from Aborted Memories on it, which you o- know, oh, gonna- OG New Jersey death metal. Go kill everybody, music. And
0: and Moke is the most like I don't I don't know how to put it. I don't want to say like elitist when it comes to death. Score. Oh, like, no, he is. He, he, you can say it. He's a jerk off, and I say it in the best way because like he's like. This shit's trash, and I'm, I'm like, and then he shows me like other Deathcore. I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from, yeah, because like, yeah, he he just he knows like what's up with Deathcore, didn't he? Like, I don't know. This may be a rumor, but didn't he like help with a part on like one of your songs, Darkest Spawn, or something like that? Oh, he basically wrote the whole song. Oh yeah, I think he like sent me a snap like when him like, and Adam.
2: I I literally sent well, I, him and Adam were boys at the time, but it was like early on in their friendship. But I was on tour with a mirror doing tech work, and I flew in the middle of that tour to go track this on "Darkest Spawn and like "Darkest Spawn was like we had the chorus we just didn't have the song laid out and like I went on tour and I felt bad so I was like yo like you know Adam's good at getting ideas out he just kind of needs a drummer there to like you know maybe finesse some drum parts or whatever so like you know just go help him out send me some shit like we'll work it and then Moke's like nah I got this so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I don't exactly can pinpoint which parts he really like you know kind of like had his uh, hands in but yeah, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is a completely different song. You got Adam to fucking throw in a slam in the middle of that track. Like, yeah. good for you, buddy. <laughs> so I, I remember
0: I remember him sending me a snap of like, I think it's like right when you got the files back, you're like, yo, here's the final Dark Spawn. And it was before like I knew what it was called. I just, I, I hear it like, he's got like his phone and he's running through his house. So it's like yeah. blurry as video. He's like, they use my fucking part. Like, it's final. And he's like, yep. and he's just like laughing, having the day. I'm like, bro, that's fucking sick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I trust his musical opinion Sometimes I uh, <laughs> Sometimes I combat him Because he'll say something I love is trash But
0: You know You gotta keep your
2: He'll you come know. around Most of the time he comes <laughs> around Most of the time he comes around But you know If you ask that guy what his favorite bands are It's shit that people can't even fucking listen to it's, You know Hayworth uh, Fucking uh, You know Frontier He showed me Frontier back in the day That band like, is fucked That band's great But like Moakless is doing like like for breakfast. Like, <laughs>
0: he puts it in his headphones, he's like night night. And like he's just like, just like Josh like...
2: Travis. When I used to, when I was touring with a mirror with Josh Travis, I'd fucking I'd be hearing shit in the middle of the night and I'd get out of my bunk and I'd like, you know, go take a piss and I'd go past his bunk and i just hear Car Bomb, like playing and he's snoring on top of it. I'm like, Did he just go to sleep listening to car Bomb? Yeah. And I wake up at seven or eight in the morning and he, Car Bomb's still Star on? Repeating. And I'm like and I look at him, I'm <laughs> like, You listen to car bomb when you go to sleep? He's like, Yeah, every night. I'm like the fuck is wrong with you like how can yeah. you pay attention to going to sleep while paying attention to music oh, i love this shit
0: yeah, i'm like he's like one of those dudes i, I even heard from like uh his old drummer chad and glass cloud he was uh he was talking about how they're like we all love you know like throughout the day listen to other style of music he's like but at the end of the day like night drive josh is driving masuga's playing yeah masuga which is fucking sick because i'm like so many people like I, talking about in the last episode how a lot of people were like i'm gonna I'm in a metal band, but I don't listen to metal. And it's like, I get it. You know, if you're surrounded by it. Yeah, you're, you want to turn take it a off break. a while, reset, throw on some Drake, whatever else. I don't know. Yeah, put on a little, little, little Barry White, a little something nice. A little Barry White. Yeah, Barry Manilow. <laughs> a little Kwai. Little but, like, Josh is one of those dudes who's, like, just fucking eats, sleeps, and... You know, breathe that breathe shit. Metal
2: and, like, and he... shows. You know, when he's chilling, like, you know, that thing, like, you know, during the day, I hear him, you know, he likes bones. Like, me and him started really liking this, um... This one singer, uh, fuck, I forget the guy's last name. Uh, Jordan, I think it's Jordan Reiki, because the sound guy would put him on, and I would hear him start jamming that shit during the day. But yeah, nighttime comes. It's sugar, It's a Car Bomb. Some fucking heavy ass bullshit.
0: It's like night times the night to like to <sighs> chill yeah, after the show, and then you know and he's playing those complete opposite of what he does, fucking heavy as hell. So it's like at the end of the night you'd think, oh, no, it's... but <laughs> nah, <laughs> he's, he's no like,
2: stopping that man. I love Josh. He's probably definitely one of the best people I've met. touring, and very thankful that uh i can call him a friend because he's one of the most talented people and you know that's the beauty about just music and touring you know you know people always talk about yeah touring you get to see new places you get to do something but you can't skip the fact that like you're literally on tour with the most elite people like you know like not everyone Mm -hmm. on tours of that caliber you know you know you told you we've all toured with people like ah they're kind of here just for just the the fame and the, the, the quote-unquote fame and the you know clout you know all that shit but like you know the people that really <laughs> love what you're doing like and if you love what you're doing you'll gravitate towards them and like have a really great you know friendship and like throughout this time of quarantine like you know we've all are in the same boat not torn and like a lot of us have facetimed each other checked in on mm-hmm. each other sent each other riffs or Yo, fuck it, like you know, let's work on a song together. Like we haven't had the chance because we've both been so busy with our bands. Let's finally work on some music together. Yeah. And it's people from all different realms. Like you know, my buddy uh, Blake from Counterparts. You know, me and him been talking about like working on some just random shit together. Or like, you know, even just like songwriters. I know, like my buddy Brandon Cooper, who's in Worm Shepherd now. Like me and him just been collabing on some new metal shit. Chris Dombrowski came to my yeah, crib. Yeah. We worked on some new metal. You know what I mean? It's and like, him and Dylan
0: or something like that. You Yeah. Like that we're that just fucking. Metal project. We're just trying some shit. So like. You know, this time is, take the time to experiment. Meet with the people who love just making music and shit. Like,
2: and we all stick together. So you know, I, I hate this time. I want it to be over. You know, it's October. I'm yeah. I'm I'm like I'm, like, I'm kind of over the shit by now. But getting a little on edge. It, I could feel it really making a difference in my life. My appreciation for things, building a home life. You know, having the ability to get to know someone, getting to know myself. Yeah. You know, it's it's gonna do my future self a lot of good. So I try to look at the positive in this whole situation, because if I didn't, I'd probably be a really miserable motherfucker right now. And That's
0: what I'm saying. For a while, I was just, like, just sulking in, like, the, oh, can do anything.
2: Oh, dude, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, you know, I it's had- It's like,
0: a, no one can do,
2: like- Anything. It,
0: it's it's tough, man. I had like, a
2: lot of shit. Li- this, this was going <laughs> to be, like, my, like, crazy year of doing, like, I was, you know, I had a, you know, things I won't name, but I had a lot of crazy shit that I was doing, uh, you know, outside of Lorna that it was going to take me like, you know, to check a, a few boxes off my list of things that I've, I could accomplish in my music career. And it all just got canceled and like done. And I'm like, fuck, like I can never get these chances back. Like this really sucks. But you know, from losing that I gained, I think a whole lot more for like the goodness, like not just a moment of, you know, Oh, I did that. Uh, not just like a momentary accomplishment. Like all the things I'm working on now are like big picture accomplishments for like, my life and like i've never focused on that it's always been like when's the next tour when's the next record yeah
0: you just kind of live tour to tour once you get used to it you're like i've been home for a month and a half like what are we doing like come home from
2: tour and um and you know it takes me a week to get back at home and it takes me a week to prep to go back out i really have two weeks to myself and like in that time what do i do i go out to bars and hang out with some friends or or do nothing and just like and just rest so you know it's That's good. why I want to keep, yeah. you know, we got to keep moving. We got to keep playing the drums. We got to keep, you know, going to the gym, working the on ourselves. Take time to better
0: yourself, you know. If you're not, it's like, then, you know, take a step back and, and realize, you know, maybe you're like, wait, you're not taking advantage of this time.
2: Yeah, no. Nah. This time is the ultimate time to take advantage of. You got nothing to fucking do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're worried about money, go figure it out. Like, you know, easier said than done, but like, you know, let's just... Uh, whatever you could do to, like, really just keep your mind at ease and, like, and feel fulfilled, because, you know, that's the big thing about touring. It's very fulfilling. You're playing a show every yeah. day in a different city, seeing different people, and it's, like, different types of fulfillment every day, or there's a dope food spot in this city you're looking forward to, or, you know, oh, we're going to be on the West Coast soon. We get to enjoy, like, nice weather and legal weed, and fuck. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> going to be chilled. It's like, all right, I'm just, I've never, and since I've been 18, I've never been home this long, like,
0: it's it's a big adjustment, dude.
2: It's crazy, and, like, I felt very lost, but, like, I can genuinely say, like, you know, between just my family, my friends, you know, my girlfriend, I've definitely felt more at home than I've ever felt. Like, I truly feel like this is this is where I need to be right now, and there's things I'm figuring out, and, like, when it's all over, I'll have – I'll still have these things. And, like, if anything, yeah. the foundation of those things is just built so much better that, like, nothing's going to crack it. Like, I'm not going to, you know – Come home and feel so lonely, you know, or like I have no one to like chill with because, like, they're like, Oh, you're always on tour, and like, Oh, I don't even know when you come home, or like, you know, just yeah, having a things. you're getting in that time and yeah, like making that up time. for lost time in a sense. And I, that was a big regret of mine, like, you know, not regret, just like something that would dwell on me. It's like, man, like, I miss my family. Like, I miss the opportunity to get in to know someone because, like, it seems selfish to ask someone to just wait two months for me to come home when they got their own life, they have their own needs, and like, I'm saying. you know, it takes a really patient, loyal, and just like, you know, person that, like, trusts you to, like, let you go do those things.
0: Yeah. Now you're building a, a, a foundation with somebody before, like, Tori kind of comes into you the You know, it's and... a blessing
2: in disguise. I mean, uh, not that I wish that this whole world had a shutdown for me to accomplish that, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the silver lining and all. It's like, all right, cool. Like
0: Yeah, and it's like you can look at it one way and just just be, you know, upset about it the whole time where you can make something out of it. Like, that's literally what made this podcast. It's yep. like, I got all this downtime. And and in the band, I am like the busybody. Yeah, communicating with managers or whoever else it may be, and trying to communicate merch or whatever. So I'm like, well, I have all this pent up energy. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, all right, now's the time to finally get all this shit. You
2: know? Learn some, learn of it. Yeah, fucking.
0: <laughs> I had enough time with the six stroke roll. It's time to get on something else. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, now trying to reconf like reconfigure like my, my consistency with with double kicks or anything yeah. else, and just trying to. You're good, man. Because I needed to take some time off. On you're the good, man. Listen,
2: listen, <laughs> everyone tell this guy to shut his mouth.
0: <laughs> I'm just being at home.
2: Nah, but you know that's the beauty. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I am friends with Dave. I mean, he could be an asshole. I'd still respect him because he's a great drummer. But when you meet someone that's talented and humble and down to earth, it's just a total package. So, and anyone out there, if you think your shit don't stink, that shit reeks, just and we can up. smell that shit from a mile She's away. Stunk. And if you're wondering why you're so fucking lonely and no one wants to hang out with you, it's probably because your shit stinks. Yeah, you need and to take a look at yourself, man. Like, just fucking be a be a cool dude, man. It's not that fucking hard. I mean, because
0: yeah, if you're a fucking asshole, man, no one's gonna want to work with you. No one's I mean, gonna want to be your friend. Me and
2: Dave are sitting in the same little ass room doing this podcast. I mean, before we were talking to his mom about allergies and and allergies you know, <laughs> and diets and and, you know, and White Castle, White Castle, so possible like, burgers, like just. Don't be too cool for no one. Yeah, talk, man. Talk talk
0: to people's parents. It's fun. Yeah, have that family feel, dude. Gotta. Yeah. That's the perk of uh, living <laughs> at home is everyone who comes over, they gotta meet my parents. Love it. So it's like we are in a relationship.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, you I'm got a... got Cheryl's
0: stamp of approval, dude. <sighs> Cheryl. Great woman. Absolutely. Your old fucking bases used to hit on her all the time. <laughs> he oh. was like... Is your mom's? I'm like, yeah. Stop calling me a pussy for my mom. He's like, I'm sorry, Miss Nice yeah. to meet you. And then next show, he's like, you know, your mom's coming tonight. I'm like, man,
2: shut yes. the fuck up, Gary, <laughs> Savage man. Look, I miss Gary, man. That guy, he brought he he brought a whole different thing to Lauren Shore that could never be replaced, and you know it's it's forever missed. You know it was what we. You know, the, the the departing of each other, you know, he just needed to get on with his life and, mm-hmm. you know, had other things to get to. And we just, you know, we had a vision and, you know, it just we mutually left each other. But, you know, that... Guys still boys. That that will always be missed in Lorna, just having Gary around. And He's like, a
0: funny guy, man.
2: He was something. I loved him. Uh, the ups and downs and the lefts and rights we went through, I mean, shit. It made for good stories. It and did, yeah. those stories can never be replaced by anyone else that comes in the band and you know it might be a more you know it's a different time in the band um just with the members we have and like just the dynamic but fuck you threw that guy that was like just throwing a firecracker in a in a pit of already lit fire like it, that, <laughs> that, that that shit yeah. just that shit just ignited and exploded all the time and you fuck it you know what i mean like we just at the end of the day we were all boys and You know, I know, I know he cared about us. We cared about him. You know, it's just very a a lot of emotions always flying around. Of course. But I miss you, Gary. (sighs) Hopefully, I see you soon, buddy. I hope you're doing all right. I
0: miss you too, man. I'll bring my mom around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could have him come over for the podcast.
0: Absolutely, man. Catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking uh. So, something I I I always am curious about because you know, you are drip daddy. You got a, you got a good fashion sense. You know, everyone's I always try, like, man. I try, man, He got the drip. I try fucking. So what was your, uh, I mean, obviously like, you know, you wanted a clothing line and stuff like that, but like, you know, love crime, like what was the like inspiration behind it? And so, like, cause you know, when you, when you make a brand, it's not just like, ah, I'm gonna give it a name and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking slap it on some clothes. Like you had like a, like a mission statement behind it almost like, and, and it's, it's really its own thing. And, you know, people latch on to it. You know, I see stuff everywhere. Like, I got your hat on right now. They yeah, I'm, I'm, it I'm wearing it right now, too. Hell yeah. It's hanging in my laundry room right now. Um,
2: I mean, you know, obviously, like you said, starting a clothing line was always a big thing. I've always been about fashion. I mean, not maybe, maybe I didn't always dress so well, but I was always, like, myself growing up. Like, just mix-matching, whatever, you know. Like, when I was a senior kid, just trying to be weird. Or, like, in high school, wearing just, you know my classic, you know, scene kid type shit mixed with like more of a hip hop feel because I was a little bit of a more, you know, kind of like that kind of feel in those days, like and then kinda hit a few years where I just didn't care about my looks. I definitely didn't look my best for a long time. I just kinda wore the you know, classic lazy guy, fucking basketball shorts and a banty that used to fit <laughs> sort <laughs> of fucking feel. Yeah. But um, you know, when I did start taking care of myself more you know, I've, I felt good. I wanted to present myself well. So, you know, and, and, and people downplay clothes a lot. You know, it's like, oh, it's just clothing. But like it, it's again, it's a taboo thing. Like, you know, you have a certain message on your shirt. You have a certain brand. Like, you know, look at Supreme. What does Supreme mean? Pizza? We don't fucking know. But you wear that, and somehow it gives you some social status and, like, gives you a bit of, like, a, oh, shit, he's wearing Supreme. Oh, shit, he's wearing Bape. So, like, it becomes larger than the clothing, and, like, that's my goal inevitably. You know, it takes a long time. Like, I'm not going to say I'll ever be as big as Supreme, but I just want people to wear the clothing and, you know, feel empowered or, like, at least just feel like they're a part of something. So, like, for me, like, you know, the, the whole love crime, you know, spin kind of just came about of just, like, you know, I had ideas and it really did kind of the name. I knew I wanted a brand, and I had all types of names, but it did just hit me the name one day, and I was like, hmm. And then, and then I remember the day it hit me. I literally can see it in my head now. I literally went to my computer and just started ripping images off Google, to, like looking at other brands like that. I like was fucking with at the time. Like, there's like a lot of smaller brands, like uh, this brand in USA, you know, Isolation. Um, there's a there's a whole bunch that I've been following for a while, and these designers, and I was like these guys are kind of doing what I want to do. They're definitely more, like, like full-on in fashion, like, making their own clothing at home, like, cut and sew, printing themselves, which is what I want to get to. Um, but I just kind of just fast-tracked it. And I was like, let me just, you know, do what I know in the band is, like, get merch printed and sell it. And I also seen how profitable merch was for the band. So I was like, damn, oh, yeah. if I if I make my own shit, you know, I could be making, you know, some money on it. That's and what like I'm saying.
0: Like, a lot of people don't know is, like, merch is, like, basically... The it is like biggest income from it is the
2: biggest income and like <clears throat> and it's not about the money for me i haven't made a dime off love crime i invest everything back into it to print on better garments to to print more things to do different colorways and whatnot like i want the brand to just continually grow i don't need money in my pocket to make it uh fulfilling it's really just fulfilling for me to like you like yo bring a hat i've been meaning to get one i want to wear it i'm like dope here you go like, and you're like, oh, 25. I'm like, give me 20. Like, I don't care. As long as you're going to wear it, that's all I care about. Always. And so when I see people wear it, it's like, it gives me a, another sense of fulfillment. You know what I mean? Like, outside of music, like when I see people buy the shit and post it up, like, it means a lot to me. Like, they care about what I'm doing. And then, you know, I do like little short videos. I have a bunch that I filmed recently in quarantine. And, like, you know, and being able to, to it, it all kind of intertwines like the music, my videography, photography. Like, it gives me things to do. So it's like, all right, I want to go shoot photos, but what for? I don't want to just take a photo of myself I'm like all right, let's do it for the clothing line and then you know the message like with love crime inevitably you know I can you know go on go on a tangent about like you know just like at all but like you know for me it's like you know when you've been hurt and like you know you you you've been down on it and like you know heartbreak hits you and like you know you're you're regretting like things you've done or like regretting a situation you put yourself in like you know I just like kind of like tied together like you know loving. And crime, like you know, when you're when you're committing a crime, it feels wrong. But if it, or, or uh, it, like it feels good, but you know it's wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you 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 you're robbing a bank. You're fucking high on that shit. All, oh, but then you gotta got to rest rush, in. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like for me, like that just that love rush reminded me of like committing a crime. And like at first, you know, I didn't want to promote like you know that loving is a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's kind of funny that I do shirt it says love is a crime yeah but like for me it's like it's more of a crime to yourself like you know loving you should be a lot because i was gonna do love is not a crime mm-hmm. but then i was like ah oh, what about people who like little boys <laughs> yep. you know what i mean like that's yeah, that, shit's that a crime that shit's a, a fucking, fucking crime it. you doing 25 to life yeah but you know the act of just like you know the, like it could just feel so wrong or, or it could be something so wrong but it just feels right you know what i mean like and and mm-hmm. And, you know, people that commit crimes, like, you know, we I commit a crime probably in some way, shape, or form every damn day. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if you sell weed, like, you're, you're, you are you got a crime over your head at all times. So, like, being in love, you know, can just really make you do crazy shit. And, like, I'm just trying to build a community, you know, with people and, like, just give them things that can kind of make them feel that they're not crazy, you know, for thinking those things. Like, you know, and, like, you Absolutely. know, this is, like, the... The love is violence hoodie I'm wearing Like you know like Shit could leave you down Really bad paths And like mm-hmm. And You know The the only place you're gonna live Like it's not gonna be in a jail cell Physically But like you know A mental jail You know what I mean Like I kind of yeah. put that together You know Like you're always constantly living in that Like you know Whether it's heartbreak or not And like I think I've went with a more darker approach For the first couple drops But I think going Forward You know I, I kind of want to spin it At some point You know And kind of give it a little bit more of a a happy feel because like yeah. i understand people don't want to just be miserable like me and i'm not even that miserable anymore yeah. so like if anything like that kind of inspired me to like kind of like you know i want to sh- tell people like dude like you can go through like bad breakup after bad breakup or dealing with a horrible person or getting let down or whatever it might be but like it will lead you to something great like if, y- yeah. if you if you're deserving of it and if you are genuine, and you want it, you know what I mean? Because you could meet someone great, but you don't want it at that time, and then it slips you by, and the next thing you know, you see them happy with someone else, and you're like, wow, I really missed my chance on a really good person. And, like, hundred percent, you can't bring your past bullshit into the new situation, you know, and then that's just going to put you back in that mental jail, just like, damn, man, like, I really just fucked up. So, like, you know, just go with your heart, and you know, take a chance if it feels right. And like, I definitely did that with the, you know, my newest relationship and like, I couldn't be happier. And like, I've never been more comfortable, never been more happy in my life. And it's inspired me, like I said, like kind of flip the brand into a new kind of light and just be like, you know, we'll have the, uh, I just want to have a contrast. It doesn't have to be all dark and depressing. It doesn't have to be all, you know, the things that I told myself that were, Pretty much lies, you know, like, oh, you're never going to love anyone ever again. You're not, no one loves you. No one, you know, just really horrible things to say to yourself, you know what I mean? It's like, you gotta...
0: That's like your self-reflection in a sense. Yeah, Yeah. so,
2: you know, and like, and those things are wrong, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you just gotta fucking, I don't know, but yeah, but to get back, you know, into the clothing thing, it's just, I love the creative fulfillment of making something. I love seeing it being printed. It's physical. It lasts don't want to say forever because things can happen to it but yeah you know it, just to have something to wear and like represent and like have it be mine is like you know that's just me like the band's merch i gotta cater to a certain audience yep. you know adam's got to approve it yeah i gotta find the right designer this that another the thing there's a lot more loops and i love the process of making merch but you know it, i'm boxed in by being in a band this I could do anything I want. Yeah, I got like more deathcore things. I got more clean looks. Yeah. I got different colors that I couldn't print for the band. I got hats. I could do sidebags. I could do fucking sandals. I could make yeah, fucking you got
0: flowers. You got. I could make bamboo fucking and,
2: uh... Uh, shants if yeah. I if I choose to. <laughs> like like for me, fashion is so broad, and I'm like, yeah, there's so much. I love endless it. possibilities. Man. I love it so much, and I'm so inspired by seeing other brands, and like, it's just giving me a whole new. uh just a whole new hobby and, like, something else to focus on in life to keep me from going fucking crazy. So, you know, I'm very thankful for anyone who's bought Love Crime stuff. Um, I got new shit coming. Always got new shit coming. I got so many fucking ideas. All I need oh, yeah. is more money and and capital, and it's just going to keep getting better and better. So, you know, the people that bought the first tease, like, I hope they see the next drops and the next drops and the next drops and just go, all right, well, He's only been stepping it up and up and up, you know. Like, exactly. like this, this shit right here ain't even out yet. This shit's on champion. Like, let's go. Ooh, this is the exclusive. I know you have this.
0: I do. I have that on Carhartt. Yeah. Exactly. But oh, what's shit. funny
2: is this was printed in the wrong color. So this was like a a, a mess f- up, a one, fuck up. So, so, so the real ones are getting printed now, in the right color. There you go. You know, I was like, all right, let's go with some champion. Like, you know, let's embroider something, puff print, like whatever the fuck is gonna be. Like, it's yeah. just there's just so many options, and it's so fascinating to me. So,
0: I love it, man. When I saw you finally do it, I was like, fuck yeah! And nah, like, you're like,
2: your supporter number one, dude. Love I
0: it. I still I got the pink shirt. I, yep. I love and it, it's like I I always have it there, and I'm I'm never like like when I see it clean in the closet, I'm like first choice. Nice. And it's it's not even just I'm like yeah, like because you're my friend, but also because. The design is there, like the colors yeah. there, and like and I, that's I what think I, I have like. something from every drop, and and like it, yeah. I can wear it like pretty much anywhere. Like obviously, a fucking hoodie with some dead bodies on. I yeah, get, yeah, I, I yeah, can't yeah, wear yeah. it to a girlfriend's house or whatever, but you know, like uh, it, it's like it, it's there's a style for every sort of like occasion, and it's sick and
2: for sure. And like you know, I just you know, I'm a likable guy. If anyone is listening who hasn't met me, and you don't like me. I'm sorry
0: It's cause you got You got your own shit to get Yeah on. you got your own <laughs> shit
2: You got your own shit It ain't me But nah Like you know Like just seeing How much people like support me It made me less scared To drop the brand And What I want to eventually Get to the point Is where you know People buy the shit And have no idea About my band Or who I am You know that That's the ultimate goal Is just for people To know this clothing brand And then if they look deeper Go oh this dude's a part Of like some crazy Deathcore band Like that's super cool yeah. and like that's my ultimate goal is to just be a clothing brand separate from all right this is just a dude in the band who has a clothing brand and is just trying to make money like i want to be like a fashion brand yeah. making pants shirts socks shoot, like you fucking name Everything. it like like that's the ultimate goal and that'll take yeah. a long time but like i respect people's journeys i love a good journey story just talking about people's come ups so i'm patient you know what i mean it, it might not happen this year next year all I got to do is get it in the right hands and just keep consistent and keep the dream alive, and Absolutely. it'll it'll progress.
0: Yeah, and you're off to a fucking killer start already. Yeah, no, nah, I'm
2: I'm very thankful. It's gone well.
0: Yeah, that's why I hit you up personally about the hat. I could have just ordered online. I was like sold out. Shit, maybe he's got a nah. I got, that,
2: that is the last one. You are ready right here, bitches. No yeah, motherfucker. can't
0: wait till next drop. Next new design. Next drop. Fucking, uh... We, we've been going for a hot minute. Yeah, you know? got some great things established. Uh, we. D- uh, we oh, yeah. did w-
2: We've been here that long
0: now my logic, like, I still got to figure out the ins and outs of logic. But yeah, we're coming up on two hours. Oh, cool, but, cool. I was, which, I was, I thought we were on three. I was
2: like, yo, I got a <laughs> fucking skate, brother. Travis <laughs>
0: just said the same thing. They're like, god damn. But, I'm, yeah, I'm I tuning just, out. I just ain't special. <laughs> you know, I'm not that good with the duh, but you know, I'm figuring it out. But yeah, uh, you know, I got some social media questions and stuff. Yeah, like let's that, you let's, know. let's fucking power round. Some it. were answered like throughout there, which is fucking awesome. So no one's gonna be disappointed. But like, uh, our man Dom Legati. He asks us uh, Well he asks you Like you know What's your favorite song On Flesh Coffin By like, looking back at it
2: Dom Legat Um Flesh Coffin I mean Title track Flesh Coffin that's that's mm-hmm. that that song I can listen to it still brings tears to my eyes. The first time I heard that song, I literally brought tears to my eyes. I was like, I cannot believe we created this fucking song.
0: Hell yeah. And when some and when your own work brings tears to your eyes like you're you're like you know, oh, you, so know overwhelmed. you did something right, man. And
2: Funeral Moon for me, like I love that track, but it wasn't until we did the video and I seen the video and I was like, wow. That yeah, is literally we, one of the best like we might have did something yeah. here like
0: <laughs> it's special, man. I like I it like whenever I think of the song, the video plays in my head. Yeah.
2: But a non-single song that I liked was the opening track, Offering a of Fire. A lot of so emotion good. in it, Dark as Fuck. Uh, yeah. Story
0: behind it's fuck, too. So yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and about like a kid
2: burning himself alive in his own house <sighs> that Tom knew. So, yeah, yeah, crazy. It's, it's heavy stuff, man. Crazy yeah, shit. It, it All over heartbreak. Sense. All
0: over heartbreak. Yeah, man. Crazy motherfuckers. Why it's, would you do that? <laughs> no idea, but goddamn. damn. Um, what's your main source of inspiration when writing drum parts? uh i most of the time i
2: just take a drill and i just turn it on (laughs) i'm like all right how can i emulate that sound um by the old double
0: strokes yeah there it is (laughs) just listen to
2: a swarm of bees there you go um i don't know i mean we were just talking about ken bedine before definitely ken has been one of my main influences writing for lorna um as like a newer age drummer Love that guy's stuff. He's unstoppable. Yeah. Um I just found
0: out about him today from you. Yeah, he's a boarded drummer. Yeah,
2: you got a lot of a lot of catching up to do. It's gonna be fun for you.
0: Oh yeah. It's and it's gonna and be fun. Just just like me, I kinda had the same approach where it's like I love death metal. I never had any stipulations about a band's name. I think it's just from like a long time around like a board I'm like, man, it's gonna be like some slammy shit. I'm nah. Like, or just, you know, or it could be cookie cutter but like obviously like the the little clip you showed me, I'm like I'm a fan. I'm going to literally do my homework. Fucking slept on band. But, I mean,
2: recently, like, Immortal-wise, Um, you know, my big influences were, like, Nick Barker. Nick Barker played for Demu, Cradle of Filth, oh, yeah. uh, Sepultura. I mean, do you know Nick Barker?
0: The name is familiar. He's
2: fucking just a, like, six-foot-five, 350-pound ball dude who <laughs> plays, like, Unlike anyone you ever seen, like like there's a there's a thing called the Nick Barker fill, and it's un untouchable. It's basically just you know like the instead of going like, like between snare and rack, you're doing like two two two. Like it's so, so like only like, brrr, like, he like badoo, badoo, badoo. yeah like he that. does that oh my shit God. Like that shit like, intimidates the fuck he's out the of OG of that and um he's and, like and obviously and doing that all the time you know Nils Dominator <sighs> Dark <sighs> Funeral I mean fucked man that- I try but <laughs> you know like that guy's he's just on some shit you know Inferno fucking behemoth I mean that guy's just he he looks bored he looks like he's sleeping when he's playing but he's got these boots on that's if you play I, with boots, like fuck you, John Longstreet. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> that just fucking. Re- you're just you're just you're th- some other shit. You're just waving the chicken wing in my face when I'm <laughs> hungry. You're just like, hey, check it out, brother. Look He's what I can do with a buffalo song Nah, shout yeah. out John. John's a, John's a great guy. John is fucking cool. But yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely gonna give those guys my my influences lately.
0: Hell yeah, man. Um, this this is a pretty good one. I mean, do people or fans I, I hate to call it that it's like do people or fans act differently around you being in a band um uh, i think
2: at first like you know sometimes you know you'll have uh that initial like kind of hesitation but i think i'm pretty welcoming so like once we get past that introduction and the you know hey da, da 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 like you know i just treat people like especially if you're like a like a supportive fan like you know not like a uh, i don't know some of them kind of have an agenda when they approach you but uh if 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 it's someone that just comes at me with open heart and like you know you could tell maybe like they didn't want to say something that night like that almost like attracts me more to like be like really really dope to them because like like i could just see how much it means to them for me to just be standing in front of them which is like a very weird feeling for me but like at the same time like i'm not gonna let them leave with a bad experience like i want to make that a good experience because i know how much of an effect that had on me growing up like if i met someone that i looked up to a lot and they were cool to me that inspired me more than anything in life so you know for me with fans and you know people that like the band or just you know people it's like you know that's dope and then you know let's go to people that don't know my band that that find out i'm in a band you know sometimes they'll it's either one way or the other it's like oh this guy's a fucking loser probably plays covers and doesn't want to ask about what i do mm. or it's yo, that's fucking dope, like, that's so sick, you followed your dreams, like, yo, let me check out your band, like, that'd be sick, like, I was in the fucking dollar store, beginning of quarantine with a face mask on, I was wearing a, I was wearing, like, a hardcore, uh, windbreaker, and this, uh, older gentleman came up to me, and he he was older, and he was just, like, stopped me, he's like, hey, man, uh, I just gotta ask, and just, like, started asking me about, like, the jacket, and then, like, started telling me about how, you know, how he doesn't look like he would listen to metal, but, like, he grew up listening to metal, he was just the weird guy that listened to metal. Mm-hmm. And then I told him about the band, he started looking it up. He's like, oh, shit, like, you guys are a big deal. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, like, you know, you could check out our stuff everywhere. And he's, like, talking about Metallica, talking to me about, like, all these fucking, you know, sick-ass bands. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, go home and, you know, check out Lauren Shore. And, like, me, send shit. me an email what you think about the record. And, like, never got that email, but uh, <laughs> maybe I scared him away. But it was just cool to have that random conversation with a guy and, like, you have that kind of, like, you know, age difference just erased. And just, it was just two dudes standing in the dollar store looking at the, you know, Dollar Tree uh, condiments area. Just, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, just, we were just, we were just vibing. And then, like, yeah, I heard his wife yelling, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, they don't get in trouble. I'll see you later.
0: And that's, that's the best part about, like, metal fans, you know all shape and size. Colors. They're fucking like, hey, nuts. They're... I love them. It's the best, dude. They're my people. That's what I'm saying, man.
2: But yeah, no, nah, no one should feel any sort of way like when they're around me, I'm just as like anyone else and like I'm always down to have a conversation. You know, there might be a day where you know I got some shit to do, maybe I haven't ate all day and I want to go eat or like I just bought food and I'm holding it in my hands and I want to go back to the green and eat before I got to play. But if you catch me at the right time and that goes for any musician, if you catch them at the right time and they're willing to give you their time and talk to you like you know, that that's what everyone should do. You know, if you have the time, you know, do it. Like be you a know, good person.
0: Like, you know, be one Yeah, welcoming.
2: don't it doesn't have to be like, oh, you got weed I could smoke, you got a drink you could buy me, like, yeah, no, you no, got no, something no. for me? Yeah, like, no. Nah, like you don't gotta give me shit. Like, let's just you're here, give me time and attention. You bought a ticket to see my band, you bought merch, I see you chilling over your shoulder, like Hell yeah. That means the world to me. So well, no tough. one should feel weird.
0: Yeah, man. Um This is from Well, a couple of these questions actually had a couple. Kenny from Pathogen, actually. Uh, What kind of camera do you use, and what got you into camera work? Right
2: now, thanks, NJ Unemployment. I uh, (laughs) got a Panasonic GH5. Um, My buddy Brett, we were talking about earlier, who came on tour with us, he had a GH5. And I just fell in love with the camera. I was like, dude, this thing is... And then he let me borrow at the beginning of quarantine to film some love crime things. And I was like, dude... This thing is unstoppable, like for, for video at least. And like video was my first passion before photos. Photos just became a quicker fulfillment because I could just take a picture of you and give it to you, and you're like,
1: this is sick.
2: Yeah. Video, it's like I got to do so much to make it dope. Um, but yeah, I got, a, I got a GH5 right now. I started off with a Canon T5i, upgraded to the Canon 6D, um, loved that camera, I regret selling it just because I wish I still had it in my arsenal, but I used it to fund the new camera. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, don't know, I just love... I'm a very sentimental person, so I know when someone gives me a photo, it's, like, you know, very nice to look back on that and, like, look at that time. Mm-hmm. Same with video, you know, whether it's a sentimental video or just creating something for someone to be proud of to present to the world. You know, I like giving people that ability to do that, and, like, you know, it, it's something to always look back on, so... For me, that's just like a kind of like a thing of, you know, just being sentimental and also being creative and just like trying to give people like ways to present themselves to the world, how they want to be seen. And like I do that to myself, you know, a lot like I want I take dope pictures of me wearing dope shit and I want people to think I'm dope, like whatever. Like, why not give someone else that uh, just kind of that lane to take if they choose to, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, I'll take a video of fucking anything. You're like, yo, I love taking shits. (laughs) <laughs> I want people I want people to know About how to I take a shit every shit. day go I'll, like, I'll make that shit look so dope put a hard, tra- hard F- trap song on yeah, it Yeah like we're going to make this shit look sick so, <laughs> literally <laughs> Yeah literally literally sick shit So yeah not nah, just you know it's another creative avenue I love it it's fulfilling it's it's cool as fuck and when someone's happy with the photo of them you know I've taken photos of people like dude I look so happy I've never no one's ever captured me smiling or or you're taking a picture of someone on stage and you just see the the show, the attitude, like, you know, that's a moment in time that can only be captured in that moment. And being on tour with such great bands has given me the ability to like to, to just step up and do it and be very comfortable doing it. And I could just give them the photos the next day. It's like I'm very lucky to just be in the right time and place to do that for bands and like some of them pay me to do it you know fit for an autopsy just paid me to do it on their last tour carnifex was the first people to do that for me they brought me out on warp tour gave me that experience mm-hmm. i was on warp tour grinding with them taking photos of them every day taking video so yeah it's just another part of my journey that I like i really do love and this time has gotten me to like focus on more and yeah i'm excited to see where it takes me i mean it's just it's fun i definitely love it
0: absolutely man it's like it's gotten like And everything you post, like, just like everything else you do, like, over time, you see the gradual, like, build up, and, like, it's like, god damn, it's a good photo, or, like, that promo's sick, you know? Like, it's, you know, you put enough time into it, and, you know. It's gonna pay off. It's gonna be sick. That's what I'm saying. Then, uh, honestly, yeah, last question, because, like I mentioned before, most of the questions you get on these things are, like, nonsense. Yeah. Tom, I love him. What size is your (laughs) BP? Yeah. It's fucking huge. That's how big it is. But, uh, ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> ask your moms, man. <laughs> Fucking, um, what? Uh, what are some helpful tips you maybe have for for new bands who are trying to break out? And uh, I know, I know, it's a loaded question. So, if there's any like eh, small tips,
2: I think it's simpler than people think. Mm-hmm. Right now. I'd say go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's let's rewind. Pre-pandemic world's great, music is thriving. But no, I'm I was totally kidding with that. If anything right now, cuz most people are listening to this right now, mm-hmm. um all I would say is just you know, definitely, you know, just practice, uh, you know, just be yourself in all the things that you're doing like don't follow trends you know, you got to be a trendsetter, separate yourself from the the herd, and just have a vision, like, if you don't have a vision, like, that's fine, but, like, don't, don't think you have to do anything, like, in a time limit, like, if you don't have the vision down, like, just work on it before you present it to the world, because, like, you could drop an EP, and then change your sound that next one, just because, like, you finally figured some shit out, like, whatever, you know, it it all, everyone does that, but, to avoid any confusion and, like, your fan base and, like, what you're trying to accomplish with the band, just, like, really be focused and dialed in on, like, what market you're trying to hit, like, who who's attention you're trying to grab, and, I don't know, just, like, just, just really try and bring something different to the table, and, like, and as far as, like, right now, you know, home recording is a big thing. If you can, like, just demo as many songs as you can, and, like, let's say the world opens up, sooner than later you got a lot of shit you're chilling on go hit up a producer go work with a producer don't be scared to work with a producer or you know producers are bored right now too someone might be willing to listen to your band right now and you can have like a facetime chat and like maybe set it up so you build a relationship with this producer so that when the world opens up you're already got the you know the introduction out of the way and like now it's like oh cool like let's come in and work on this and then you know as far as just like uh your aesthetic, you know, like album art, merch, like all of this shit, like just like don't bite what other people are doing. You know, you could like things, you could you could, you could be influenced by things, but don't just like blatantly rip off shit, you know, just like. Yeah, it's good to even be Even if you like it so uh, much, you're like, ah, I need this. Like trust me, like every everything Behemoth does, I wish I was doing. Uh-huh. But we're not Behemoth. We're not these black metal bands. So how can I make that and package it into a more digestible, you know, cause I mean, you look at me. Come on, like you know I mean, like I I pride myself on not looking like a death metal drummer. Yeah, you know, like I just I just look like a normal dude you see on the street. I mean, yeah. I, uh, maybe the tattoos might give it away, but everyone's got tattoos now, so it really That's doesn't fucking matter. It's, I could be anybody. I could be a SoundCloud rapper. I could be uh, it's weird.
0: Not to be tattooed almost.
2: I could be your waiter at IHOP. I could be anybody. But damn straight. Yeah, just be genuine and don't force don't don't force yourself to be anything and just take that time to figure out like. What's gonna work for you What you're trying to accomplish And make sure like your heart's in it And You ain't gonna let this pandemic Crush your dreams And as much as I told you to give up In the beginning I Don't mean that It's just <laughs> jokes I was joking
0: <laughs> It's good to have a job But you know what I mean Like I've been know?
2: serious this whole podcast Alright I was serious when I told Liam from Brand To start fucking driving Alright
0: <laughs> So
2: yeah Maybe Maybe uh, if you're in a band In the you should learn how to
0: drive so you don't end up like poor Rob. Yeah. Get get your license. Get your license. Make sure it ain't expired. Yes. Fucking and invest yourself.
2: Invest in yourself. Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to spend money, man. I mean, make sure you, you're
0: fucking happy with what you're putting out there. Really take the time and like listen and be like, yo, would I listen to this?
2: Yeah, and if you wouldn't, then just fucking get rid of it.
0: Trash folder right there.
2: Yeah, the trash folder is right there. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> My shit's filled every day
0: That's what I'm saying man
2: Yeah be uh Just be conscious of what you're doing And like don't Don't put too much pressure on yourself The more pressure you put on yourself to succeed The more try hard it'll be The more force You know You're you're forcing the Square in a circle You know what I mean Like just fucking Let that shit fucking ride bro Start a jam band Hell yeah dude. Grateful dead <laughs> <laughs> Deadheads. Fucking shit sick But yep That's it
0: Just try Just try and try and try Absolutely Couldn't have said it better myself man Fucking Dude thank you for coming on Really appreciate it All day You know If you want to take the Last few minutes or whatever To plug whatever you got You know By all means
2: Uh yeah I uh I'm Austin Archie I play drums in Lorna Shore I have a clothing brand That we mentioned before It's called Love Crime Supply Co Um You can go on my Instagram Or Twitter Um Follow me up. Come talk to me. Ask me some questions if you want. Bullshit. Whatever. Send me your favorite meme. I don't care. Let's just uh let's connect. And uh, my handle for Instagram and Twitter is just my name, Austin Archie, with an underscore at the end. I'm Austin Archie on Facebook. I don't got five thousand friends because I be deleting people every motherfucking day. <laughs> so if you wanna be my friend, send me a request. And if I add you. Don't say no dumb shit. Don't be hateful. Be positive. And if you're doing something sick, you're working on music, send me that shit. I'll check it out. I'll let you know how I'm thinking. I'm not a producer, but, like, I got two ears, so I can tell you some shit. And, uh, yeah, listen to Lord Shore. Listen to Sentinels. Support your boys in music. We need it more than ever. And we'll be back soon, I promise.
0: If you need photos or video... Don't be shy. Hit him up. Oh, yeah. I
2: forgot about that. If you want to follow my photo and video page, I just made it. That's why I forgot about it. But it's called by BY underscore Austin Archie. The link is in my bio. I've been posting more shit on there. I'm going to post more shit on there. It's just hard to keep up with and present things that I like enough to post on there. But. If you like photo and video, go follow that shit. Let's talk shop. If you're a photo or video do myself, I'll follow you back. Let's let's connect. Let's collab.
0: Let's learn. All that good shit. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you, it. baby. I love you. Let's go get some fucking food. Let's go. One thing I forgot to mention is that Austin is now a featured artist on FeaturedX.com. So if you want to book Austin to do some drum tracks for your song or help out with the drum writing in your song, book him now at FeaturedX.com. See you next time.